the most groundbreaking anime saga of all time. Fully restored. Mobile Suit Gundam. Welcome everyone to the show where you hear three guys rant incessantly about fictional wars from Japanese cartoons involving battles between huge anthropomorphic robots resembling samurai wearing different colors of car fenders. Yes, it's Gundam at MAHQ Megacon Infection Edition. Nice. Infection Edition. <laughs> and man, did I come back from there sick. <laughs> I just didn't feel like going to work the next day. Oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, this is uh, Chris Guanche, and I'm joined, as usual, by my partners in crime. Uh, this is Neo. And this is Soul Bro You, baby. What's going on? That's What's right. going on, everybody? That's right, one lady listening. <laughs> so, Hope everybody had fun at MegaCon that was able to join us. As, uh, as you all know, since we were pimping it uh, over and over again, we did a live Gundam recording at MegaCon on Sunday, March 9th. Uh, we ran into some technical difficulties there, and some of the panel wasn't recorded. Mm-hmm. Some. And since the panel was only an hour anyway, that's usually less than the length of our shows. So yeah. we've got some extra stuff that we are recording post-MegaCon to fill it out and make it uh, another show killer episode. So, so uh, filler, y'all. Got to get that filler <laughs> in. So before we jump into all of that delicious filler... Uh, we should move on to the usual uh, Neo's news. So what do you got for us today? It's the abbreviated edition that we have at this point. So um, as everybody knows, we're, uh, we got the countdown going to the final episode of Mobile Suit Double Zero. And I guess it just came on uh, Gundam.info that they, there's a notice saying that the, last, the final episode of, of, season, of the first season, which will be airing on March 29th, will be shown at 5.30 in Japan as opposed to uh, six o'clock. They're moving it back in a half hour earlier. Doesn't really say why they're doing it, but I thought that'd be interesting. So it means we'll get our raws and stuff a half hour earlier, hopefully. There must be there must be a hot baseball game going on or something, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, it doesn't really say. I know that the um, I know I think that for season two of Code Geass and um, Double Zero, I was reading they're going to be at a different time. Actually, is that true, Chris, or be a different time, possibly a different station too? Or? Well, it's the same. So what's happening is that's that uh, time slot, mm-hmm. Saturday at six o'clock, is uh, ending. Right, right. They will not be showing any more anime on it. Instead, it's going to be, I think, uh, news. Yeah. So Ooh. they're cr- taking what used to be a news show on Sunday at around the same time, and that's where Code Geass is going to air. So presumably when Double O comes back in the fall, it'll be airing on that slot on Sunday yeah. rather than Saturday because the block has disappeared. Yeah. Oh, man, so it's going to be on Sunday, so we have to wait even longer? Yeah, one more day now. That's not cool. Yeah, <laughs> whole extra day. I know the world's oh, going to end. Yeah. i got to start the work week before I actually watch some Gundam. <laughs> that is despicable. <laughs> and um, uh, like I said, this is going to be kind of an abbreviated edition of the news. Uh, next little story, some more double uh, zero news. Also coming from uh, the pages of Gundam.info, or Gundam.info, sorry about that. I mean, <laughs> for, <laughs> kind of a Freudian slip there. Um, it's about the double uh, zero DS game, and they're one of the first new features, the special features on the game. They've been talking about how they you could do that uh, Gunpla v- viewer and all that, mm-hmm. but now on this one, there's some screenshots. The uh, FG Gundam Exia rollout color kit 
will get its own uh, news update with uh, a 360 degree flash viewer. Doesn't really say what it is, what they're going to be showing, but I'm sure it'll be just all the little Gunpla stuff that they have on there and, you know, with the different mobile suits and all that. So be some kind of interesting stuff about the Double Zero game. I'm sure we'll kind of pimp this game out like we did Grand's Greed. So hopefully we'll get those uh, those uh, those checks in for... Royalty checks. Yeah, the royalty checks. But um, Bandai, you know where to find us. <laughs> we live in Florida. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they're getting their cease and desist orders ready. No. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. Just kidding. Um, and uh, th there's only going to be about three uh, news stories today. But this last one was actually a very interesting one. Because uh, things have been kind of quiet on the news front from since the beginning of the year. Right. Um, but um, this was something uh, from a different Japanese sites. Uh, one was Ayano Diary. And uh, they were talking about a magazine article that had a long-awaited update of what is going on with the Gundam Seed movie. And uh, I didn't realize that it was announced back in like May of 06. That is when they announced. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It now thinking about it, it does make sense that it, that's when they announced it. But I don't know. I guess with uh, Double Zero, it just kind all that stuff kind of went on the back burner there. But uh, um, they would talk to uh, the writer, and she's part of the interview, and she says the plot has been done for some time now, uh, and it was actually going to be you know and it was following the end of Sea Destiny. But I guess she became ill which I kind of did after Sea Destiny. Ooh. I became ill myself. Ooh. And uh, she's been in, you know, she was hospitalized and stuff like that. And I guess they're apologizing for the delay. And it was mainly because of that and nothing else. They they really, they just kind of have the plot done. They don't really have any type of plan to uh, get the movie done. So I guess um, she's just asking. She has no, she has no lack of energy. So she's just saying that the fans just wait a little bit longer. So. Well, Chiaki, please step your game up. Please. Yeah. Please, because if so Destiny she, was any indication... She fell victim to the same ills that we did after <laughs> Destiny. Uh, let's not make fun of somebody being ill in the hospital. Oh, no, oh, that's okay. true. Well, I that's hope you true. feel better. But, um, more yeah, it, it's been a while, though. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't... Uh, uh, you know, we didn't hear more about it, but I guess uh, Sunrise probably just put it on the back burner with as well as Double Zero's doing. But, like I said, that's the abbreviated version of the news. Not too much going on in, in this special infection episode of Gundam. <laughs> now, in case everybody's wondering why it's the infection episode, <laughs> um, if I don't sound so great, that's because I've been sick this whole last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam fell prey to whatever this was as well. Ed just did a bunch of um, my friends from Miami who came up from MegaCon. So yeah. whoever that was that's spreading uh, contagion <laughs> in, in, in Orlando, thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks <laughs> a lot, you <laughs> jerk. I just, yeah. I just didn't feel like going to work the next day after oh, MegaCon. Oh, man. <laughs> You know what's funny is um I actually um I called in sick the first two days um after MegaCon. So did I. And I I went to work on Wednesday because you know I I, 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 I and missing any more days or I have to use the doctor's note to, um to let them know I'm still sick. So I didn't want to have to go through the trouble. So I went to work. I get to work and I find I'm on, find out that I'm on vacation. Uh, and you don't know how happy I was. I broke the hell out and came back home and just <laughs> chilled. And finished episode it finished episode ten. It got it up. So um So does that mean that you ended up wasting like two sick days though? No, no, no. I, I actually cleared that up before I left and I told him I was like, Look, okay. don't knock me for this. <laughs> I'm on vacation and I'm gone. Ooh. So um and I came home and finished episode eleven. So thanks um thanks for this vacation episode and 10. being sick. You you guys have episode ten, so there you go. Right. But um yeah, that was a great day. <laughs> so I guess I hope everybody enjoys uh all the live stuff we have for you. What, what, what is in this episode, Chris? 
besides the panel? We have a Funimation question and answer panel, mm-hmm. right. which uh, features questions by uh, myself and uh, Mr. Sobro. Mm-hmm. We also have the return to Double uh, O reviews we'll be covering in one super deluxe edition, episodes 17 through 21. Thank wow. you. Leaving off uh, the last four episodes for their own uh, discussion, plus our double O halftime show in the probably next episode. So The final four. Yep, final four, March Madness, yada yada. We'll, we'll have Dick Vitale on the show next week. <laughs> no, we won't. But, uh, <laughs> any impersonations you hear are just very bad and, and not real. Oh, yes. Straight terrible. So, stay tuned and we'll be back soon with uh, some more stuff on Gundam at MAHQ. God damn it. I'm ripping your head off right now. It's off, and now I'm throwing it at your body. Back to the show that's filled with the most amount of infection ever, Gundam at MAHQ. <laughs> Oh my god. <gasps> what <laughs> type of infections are you talking about there? Megacon infections. So oh, yeah, right on. Man. Diseases of the unwashed. Oh, man. Oh, ouch. Yes, the, the, the unclean <laughs> masses. So, but. Um, so, for this, this segment here, um, you know, as everyone knows, we were at Megacon doing a couple of things. So, I attended the Funimation panel on Saturday, March 8th, and was later joined by Adam. So I brought along my handy-dandy personal digital voice recorder, which I use as a reporter day in and day out, Mm -hmm. to record the um, question and answer session, which um, was conducted by Funimation representative Adam Sheehan, who previewed a bunch of shows. Um, He's talking about stuff like One Piece and uh, Claymore, Vexil, um, Dragon Ball Z, all sorts of things that, um, you know, Funimation has stuff and new stuff that they're working on so um what you'll be hearing here is something roughly about 14 minutes questions at their uh question and answer session at the end of the the panel and audio quality may not be quite up to what uh, you usually hear on here since this is a you know handheld voice recorder and people who are sitting behind me might not come out so well but you'll clearly hear questions asked by me and by Adam that's right uh, most of them aren't really mecha related but you know just good stuff to include nonetheless interesting me, to boot I think me who showed up late to the party and me who sat in traffic <laughs> <laughs> but um what what previews did they show before they actually we actually got to the Q&A session because I walked in during the last preview which was of Clay was it Claymore it was Claymore yeah they showed this um it was really weird this like totally like English trailer of this uh, CG movie uh, Vexil. Yeah. Mm, okay. And I think they just like got it off like some HQ because it was just <laughs> so badly translated. It was subtitled in English but it was just horrible like you know what has happened with Darkening of Japan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Japan turn away from world. Why? <laughs> what? What? The movie looked cool but the problem is like the trailer was so pixelated yeah. mm-hmm. and then I was so distracted by the Englishy subtitles it's it's like oh what what is this they truly are having problems in the anime industry I guess so <laughs> oh man and they showed stuff like some trailers for um, you know One Piece and uh, some other stuff so so everybody support your One Piece it's good stuff oh one for shizzle deserves your money that it is the pirates are always good exactly when they're not butchered by fo- four kids through four kids <laughs> Funimation they're doing a good job with the One Piece go buy it yep. it's got the red comment in it you can't complain the red Red Comet. The Red Comet. Red Comet plays Shanks. 
in the Japanese version. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yes. Shuichi Ikeda is Shanks. Yeah. You mean the the voice the voice of Shar plays the voice of um, red haired Shank? Oh yeah. no, that no, that is yeah. worth a watch. Right? I didn't know that. that. I did not know Shanks. Um, some other interesting Gundam tidbits. Uh, Zoro is played by uh, mm-hmm. Wits from X. Yeah. Wits. Oh man, this is like a yeah, Gundam. It, it is like a hoot. You'll you you'll listen to the uh, Japanese one and you'll be like, wow, I've heard all these voices before. Yeah. But there's more. What's up? Uh, Frankie is Judo. Mm-hmm. Judo. Yes. Okay, man. Okay, I'm on it. I got to get in some Japanese one piece, man. It's over. It's over. <laughs> well, you have a large library to start with. Oh, my God. I'll wait for those box sets again. Yeah, enjoy catching up to, like, episode 346, which is the most recent one in Japan. Jeez. Because yeah. it's awesome. That's why it's still going. Oh, man. I guess there's, there's, not, there's never enough swash, swashbuckling going on in anime. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry. I didn't well, mean they didn't, they didn't put themselves in a hole with the stories. So. Oh, dang. Is that a Naruto bash? <laughs> Let's not get into Naruto or Bleach or any of that stuff here. So No, no, we're done. We're no. done. <laughs> Without any further ado, here is uh, the question and answer session from Megacon with Funimation. And uh, we'll be back after the segment is over with some more stuff. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. All right, I'll start taking some questions. Anyone have a question out there? Yes. Uh, a couple of quick questions on One Piece. Number one, how has it been performing on Cartoon Network? One Piece on Power Network has been doing very, very well. Uh, the rating's been high. The, it's, I mean, it is an edited version, but nowhere near what it was. It's still pretty true to the actual show. So actually doing it, keeping it, it's a good story, stay with it. Um, doing it, keeping it actually really, really close and true to the actual show has been a wonderful thing that's helped us out. We've had that edited to put a little bit on Tsunami, but it's not squirt guns, you know, it's got a lollipop. So um, because of that, the rating's been really, really well. Do you have plans to release movies one through seven in the future? Uh, movies are up in the air still. We're seeing how the initial series performs overall. I know we'd like to do it, but it's really up in the air. Yeah, we have not acquired any movies besides movie eight. Yes. I know it's about more competition, but what exactly happened with getting on it? Do you know? And does anyone plan on picking up the series that they never finished? Um, I really can't talk too much on what exactly happened to Genion. Uh, Adam Hamps is long with the wonderful. Want to talk a little bit about it at the booth? I'll be there all weekend. Overall, in the shows, it was picking him up. Um, we are interested. I know that was noted on uh, one of our CEOs of our, our, um, uh, of our parent company, The Bar, I was talking about online. Uh, we're interested in picking him up, but so is like five other companies. So we have not acquired any Gian titles yet, but we'd be a fool not to look at them because there's some really good stuff out there, like, you know, Hulk Housing Ultimates. Um, what's good? Right. 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 Black Lagoon, all that kind of stuff like that. Of course, their catalog of wonderful stuff. So uh, we are looking at it as well. So we have people we have not acquired any yet. Yes? Any news on Black? No, yet. We are waiting on some stuff from Japan right now to actually start talking about Dark and Black. I'm so sorry. I was hoping to talk about this six months ago. <laughs> but unfortunately, no new, new, no new news um, on Dark and Black just yet. Let's keep hanging around. We're going to try not to tease you. Yes? Uh, the show itself, uh, which makes a great example, being that it was a sh- an anime based on a manga, based on a U.S. comic. Um, so pretty much they want to be used the, the elements and the ideas of the Witchblade universe, but overall they want to uh, still do it with its own stories but fit in the anime world. And Top Cow was very, was, was very much in the mix on the production of it when Gonzo actually made it. So they said, here's your news and don'ts, go have fun. Um, and I think Japan has said, awesome, let's do this, we'll have an anime world, and, well, she's busty, but let's just up that a little more. 
yeah, no, I was just like, wow. And uh, but actually, believe it or not, that's an amazing storyline. We'll, we'll sell you with the, what do you call it, what's on the cover of the box. But actually, you can start watching like, wow, I should care about these people. I'm just staring at them. I'm just blowing up around it. So we're very happy that actually they're finding a new way to mix American products into Japanese animation. I hope that trend continues. Wonderful series that we great to pick it up one day, but I, I don't know if it's on our list of 
That will, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I think there's more, is there? That's it? Okay. If they make a second season, then we would probably go after it, but we only buy season by season. So right now we have we have the season, um, and that's it. But, you know, whatever else is going to happen next. Yes? Um, when it comes to the, um, the time, I guess the turnaround time for acquisition of, of um, animes, yeah. is it going to speed up? Like, season, you mentioned digital downloads. Um, I guess to combat any kind of on, online you know, piracy or whatnot, is there going to be a method where they'll take a show as it's airing in Japan, subtitle it, provide it for um, people who are interested in watching it, and then put a dub version out later, like on, digitally distributed? I mean, I, I've, I've heard talk about that, but I was just wondering if the is... Yes, that is, that, is, that is an idea like that, and some other ideas we're kicking around with um, in the industry and with our licensors and other people um, to do, because they, they see how big a problem it is too. Um, and they're working on um, helping us, and that's one of the ideas, one of the many ideas we're kicking around what will happen. And it, it only comes down to um, service like companies we have really good relationships with, and even if we don't get all the shows, we get like a bunch. So we'll gladly help them out. Like right now, Gonzo, if Gonzo puts out any show, we send out the season assist to everyone to stop putting it out, even if we don't have it yet. And the idea is of putting stuff stuff out earlier, we really want to keep that and short it and short it. And sometimes, like shows like Afro Samurai, we get in when they're still drawing it. So it really comes down to our relationship with uh, the industry as well as the Japanese industry is seen as more and more are going more global because they really kind of need to. Um, and because of that, they are actually, they're concerned as well. So I would say look for more change in that direction. Maybe not exactly that, um, with this year and definitely next year. Yes?
other shows we could pick up that could do uh, better. In the U.S., really, it has been comedies, action, um, adventure. Those are the, the biggest and the best ones that work around the clock. But that doesn't mean we'll actually stop picking up smaller titles, the titles that are really um, hardcore. Like, overall, this not that genre that much at all, besides the comedy part, but it's going to be a huge success. Because I said that's one of those series that are just like, that's just good. So it does work. Yeah. Um, this is relating to back. Um, how come it aired in Canada? Was there any plan of airing it in America? Or did, was it shopped around at all? Back was shopped around a lot of places. We were not able to secure a broadcast home in the U.S. for it. Um, um, we, we talked to a lot of people about that. It wasn't, it wasn't the cards. Not as much as they didn't like the show, but as much as like, hey, sorry, but this year we have this much program already set. And yeah, it did air in Canada. did very well in Canada. That's what I was going to ask you if yeah. it did well. did very well in Canada. So people liked it. It's a great show. And every time we get the ratings, we're like, hey, MTV, yeah. come on. Or Adult Swim. Or Adult Swim, yes. Um, I think it's still on license. Have you guys checked out Sign Art and Sensei Book Sensei for a license release? Uh, I'm not sure what was about that one. I know currently our acquisition team, um, on average, per year, we look at about 150 different titles. We'll pick up 10 of them. So I'm not sure if it's on that one or not. Um, so I would say just watchmonish.com, look for it. Wherever you go for your news, AON, AOD, um, for more updates on what we announced, because they're pretty good about the second we put it up. Like if anyone here saw the Claymore sneak creep video, that was, that was filmed in our office, just running around, and people screaming and yelling. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just a good one of that. That's the brand manager for, uh, besides just one piece for uh, Claymore and DBC. He's a little stressed. Yes? love to do that and we're working towards being as close as possible or simultaneous. But how soon that is, I really, we don't have actual clear example yet. We are fighting towards that, but it's, it is an uphill battle because it's never done before. So there's going to be a lot of, oh, that didn't work, let's try this. Oh, this worked, let's keep going this direction. It's a future goal. It's a future goal. The future, the future goal of this has ours released at the same time because that will cut down on bootlegs and other things like that. And being a fan, freaking, I want it now. Now. Yes. Major, major problems with music rights. 
uh, that was delayed two years because of music rights and um, other licensing problems. So same kind of thing with speed, uh, with speed Rapper. So he went back to try to talk to people and get the license for that, just the mechanical one, which means we can just put it on DVD and we'll sell the song itself. Um, and it just was never possible. At the time it was like, well, if we, we keep continue that box, the box is out now, we might get it in another year. So it was just, it was like, no, we can't use it, unfortunately. It's kind of like the uh, Beatles song in bed, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Some companies like Media Blasters and Bandai Visual USA are releasing series subtitle only. Is this something that Funimation would consider for smaller, less profitable series, or do you see a dub as being essential to marketing a show in America? I would say yes and no on that. I would say if we ever do anything subtitle only, it would only be digital. We'd never go to DVD because the sheer money we need to make off to produce the numbers we do with our distribution chains, we have to hit both markets the sub and dub fans. Getting something small and putting it straight online for download, awesome. As the done yet, we're, we're starting something to, to promote and get you guys done early, but being solo that, not yet, but I definitely wouldn't I would definitely wouldn't count it out. Yes. show that's clocking more grip than buying a commando. That's right. Gundam at MAHQ. And this is Sober Overview. And um, of course, uh, we originally we originally didn't think we'd be doing this, but um, actually we're going to be reviewing the um, next episodes of Gundam Double Zero. I guess we're in month five right now. Correct. And instead of reviewing the average four episodes, we're going to get caught up and actually review five episodes. Episodes 17 through 21. Extra work. Extra work. I want overtime. Yeah. Overtime, that's right. 
Well, um, so we'll get that we'll get that check cut eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> from that fan, from that fan Henry Band, Bandai Namco for Garen's Greed. Oh, oh, sweet. That's right. Get our names in the credits. That's what I wanted. <laughs> they bring it over here, especially Neo. Yes. But um, yes. I guess we'll start with um. Actually, what way you guys want to do it? Do we just um talk about the episodes flat out, or we go down each episode one by one? Well, we've been doing it one by one, like we usually do. Yeah, we've been doing it. Yeah, oh, right on. No then we will not break form. Well, um, episode 17 was about, uh, the title of episode 17 is Thrones Assault. And in this episode, um, it starts out kind of in an odd note where, um, where basically you get to see, uh, I guess there's a ship that's near um, in the orbit of um, Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we ever get to see Jupiter in this series. Because, you know, every Gundam series, you know, there's the Jupiter expedition where they start getting um, this new fuel source. Actually, I, I, we don't even know the reason why they went to Jupiter, I guess, in this series. Not the clear reason. But um, you see two men in space suits explore the interior of the um, of this abandoned spaceship. And that's right around the orbit of Jupiter. And they find, um, they find, uh, they find a dead body along with a purple horror. Yep. Um, evil horror. One of the evil horrors. And mind and you, this was 80 years ago. Yes. That was 80 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's yeah. 20, it's 2307. That's right. The year was 2227. No, that's right. And, and, and if, you, if most of the viewers remember that the, um, the Gundam Thrones, uh, one of the pilots, Nina um, Trinity, has a purple horror. But um, I'd say a lot happened in this episode. Uh, this is the episode, I believe, where um, the throne pilots meet the celestial being pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's almost a knife fight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When dude pulls out the prog knife from Ava, like the baby <laughs> version. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, who wants to get cut? <laughs> and evil Haro's like, oh, go for it. <laughs> He's trying to egg things on. And, of course, regular Haro gets dissed yeah. by evil Haro. Poor Haro. Yeah, it was kind of sad. He gets pushed out the frame, and I, 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 I did not think of evil Haro too well after that. I was like, how, how did you do that to your brother? That's not cool. That's Haro on Haro crime. That's not cool. Horror on horror <laughs> crime. And, and you got, of course, uh, Nina molesting uh, Setsuna. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she yeah. forced herself on him. Which, um, you know, when he pushed her away, it set all the yaoi fangirls in, in the world on fire. Oh, they must have lost <laughs> their minds. <laughs> they were just, they were going knuckin' futs. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But, yeah, um, Alejandro... Um, I guess starts to make his move to um, to take off into space so they can actually go to the um, to the moon and um, actually I'm not sure if this was in that episode or following but I know he's already um, doing creepy things here. Yeah, yeah. he is already doing creepy yeah. um, with his pseudo, with his young man boy servant pseudo pedophilic things. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and then uh, it, it may remind Neo of um of his, of his boy Bernie, but um. I, I stand. I take the fifth on that one. <laughs> the uh, I think one of the the biggest things in this episode was um, when the thrones go on a mission oh, yeah. and they uh, go and assassinate Professor Eifman. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Just because he was close to discovering the truth about celestial being, mm-hmm. right? And then right when he's about to, they they come in and they blast him away. That's right. And it just 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 as um just as we were hoping. <laughs> so we so we still wouldn't get any answers. Thank you, oh, Sunrise. Yeah. And then of course uh, you know when the flags show up. Is when you have the uh, what's become the legendary death of Howard Mason. Oh, Howard, <laughs> <laughs> I will avenge Howard in a flag. Yeah, and I, I brought up on I brought up on the boards that this director has a thing for um apparently Howard and Hughes because um Howard Mason kind of reminds me of Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist. 
And it's like Maze Hughes from Full Metal Alchemist died an early death. For those that don't know, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. Um, and then and you have um, Howard Mason, who dies an early death and wears glasses and who is overall cool in this show. And it's like, wow, Howard and Hughes, Howard Hughes. That's, that's, hmm. that, that's, that's coincidental. And maybe I'm the only one in the world that picked it up and the only one that gives uh, a damn. Because Hughes was a, it was a lot more integral to the part. In, the, to, in Alchemist, in, to the story in Alchemist, and yeah. this guy was so. Well, but. Howard was cool, man. He was just he was cannon fodder. I'm sorry, but he <laughs> was he was still cool, cool cannon fodder. There you go. He was Soldier A. <laughs> yeah, and that's when uh, you get to see um, what's her face, Luis, because we have to have the Saji moment in every episode. So you get to see uh, where she she leaves to go. Well, she's going back to Spain, right, to see her mom for a family wedding. Yeah, for a family wedding. That was so. this episode. That's right. Yeah, so she's leaving. I mean, she's yeah. not there, but you know, we get we have to mention your boy Saji. Oh yes, because uh, you know he's he always worth. He will. He he's will always worthy of the whole universe. It's King Arthur in the making, guys. Yes, that's right. He he's, is. He's um, always worthy of mention. Always. You also get to see uh, how the thrones actually, um, you know, a lot of the abilities of the of the Gundams at this time, uh, even more so, and and how just kind of indiscriminate they are when it comes to. Um, uh, taking care of their assignments and the targets, they just go out and they kill whoever they need to kill, and don't really give too um, too much care about casualty counts or who gets in the way there. Also, so. So how do you guys rate this episode? I'd probably between like a three and a half and a four. It was a good development episode. It was nice to see they didn't delay the the meeting between the Meisters and the Thrones. I thought that was kind of yeah, you th- know, that didn't wait till at the end of the season for yeah, that to happen. They just it, got right to and it. And they got rid of all that speculation that oh they're all of Celestial Billion, you know, and so. Because you know, at this point in the show, you're still kind of wondering, you know, are they celestial being? Are they not? And and then we then you just get the verification of even how more creepy uh, Alejandro is. Oh yeah. And you know, it, it sets in sets in kind of what's going to happen in the next few episodes on the little power move that he he tries to orchestrate. So, I mean, for the for the for the base nuking scene alone, I'd have to give it a four. Yeah, for, I, I mean, gave it a four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Checking my review, which I guess brings us to episode 18. Oh boy, malicious target, aka the wedding crashers. Oh, rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd actually like the other wedding crash. You know, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn instead of these wedding crashers. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, these are the kind of wedding crashers that you want to have. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's uh, what was it? They were just flying. They they got what is it? The Trinities did an assignment, and then they're just kind of flying through. They've been flying around because uh, they've been hitting up a bunch of like backwater military bases. They're, yeah, because they're doing all sorts of. Their armed interventions are very different from what the Meisters were doing. They're just attacking sort of any base that's out there. Right. So uh, that's that's what they've been doing this episode. So let's see. Um, yeah, uh, one of the uh, mm-hmm. things we learn is that. The GN drives that the Trinities use, they're kind of like, yeah. and not quite the same as the um, as as the, uh, the ones used by the Meisters. So I guess they actually have probably pretty much the true, true GN drives. Yeah. Uh, I guess that would explain the different colors, too, because we were always wondering about that. That's true. What mm-hmm. was um, Kinue doing this episode? She hadn't met with the guy at the bar yet. It was shortly before, um, I guess that was shortly before. Uh, no, that was this episode. That was the following episode, but what was she doing in this episode? That she meets with the, the Rialdo pilot who tells her that he saw... Nina. Yeah. That was this episode yeah, where she, she met with, with the, the dude guy. in the bar. Yeah. Yep. And that was when the revela- the revelation of the name of the businessman that pr- provided them with the GN drives came out. Where um I guess he overheard he overheard um Nina say it. Um what was his his name was uh Lagna. Lagna. Yeah. Lagna Harvey, that's right. Yeah. And um he she overheard him say his first name and that's what led that's what leads her on her quest to find out who he is. 
and um, ultimately some other things. Yeah, that guy has short screen time too. That pilot. <laughs> yeah, he got he got smoked right away. Oh man. <laughs> Which is then followed by uh, the wedding crasher scene. Oh yes, yeah. it's only five minutes of episode. You got you know Louise at uh, her her party with uh, her mom, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And. Uh, Everything's happy, happy, joy, joy, and then uh, the Trinities are flying overhead, and Nina's all like, "Am why do I have to do all this hard work? These people are having fun." And then she just starts blasting them all to hell. The, the whole yeah. wedding party. Yeah, man. When when she, when he's, she's done, there's nothing but bodies and crater. And it's like, and I love the scene where the where the camera zooms in on Louise's face, just zooms in on her, and then she starts to run towards, I guess, her the spot where her parents were once intact. <laughs> And then um, I guess uh, you know conveniently um, Nina misses her in the in the final shot and she gets almost crushed by that wall. Yeah, and then she flies away and like sticks out her tongue and does a little V sign like. Oh. Eh. And yeah. that's when I wanted that. That's that's when that's when I finally said, "Hey Louise, you're off the hook. You're no longer the, the you're no longer the bitch I hate the most in the show. You actually get a pass. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You got superseded <laughs> by somebody else. Oh Nina, Nina, you can go straight to hell. Freaking little bitch <laughs> tries to pass it off as uh, you know. When Johans is like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, oops, I pressed the wrong button. Yeah, yeah twice. <laughs> and in the relatively same spot. Way yeah. to go. It's like, oops, I accidentally pressed the blast people button. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant to, uh, you know, use the microwave. Or, or fly straight button. Heat up some Hot Pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is also the episode where you get the, uh, the vowel from Graham. This is where... I thought oh, this is where dude. I got mad respect for him, oh, you dude, know, because yeah, you, he was gonna please go into this. He was go gonna ahead. defeat the uh, the Gundams and, and Howard Mason's name, the infamous Howard Mason. Now, Did, was and, it wasn't the they, scene? Wasn't the scene where he was? Oh, the scene where he was at the graves in the next episode. But this was like when he had just found out, and Billy was all in the tra- all in like the mm-hmm. the cast and the and the head wrap, and he was all hurt, and was, and he found out that um, I guess um his 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 um senpai his sensei um the doctor. Was yeah. um was killed and wasn't it? Graham was not having it. Yeah. Graham jumped right into his his inferior mobile suit and got in. Um, he went. I guess he went three times as fast to get oh, to yeah. um my man um Mihail. Yeah, and showed Mihail what was up. Actually, it was Johan. Johan. Oh, was yeah, it Johan? Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it was Johan, not yeah. Michael. Mihal's got the. Um, he's got the. Um, oh yeah, my, Mihal. My, Mihal is the one. Okay, Mihal is the younger one, the one with the prog knife. Johan's got the satellite with the, with the cannon. Fang, yeah. Fangies. The fang yeah. The fangs. The fang with the bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's great. Like you know, he comes in single-handedly. He he just going at full force attacking mm-hmm. Johan. He freaking manages to grab the guy's beam saber out of his hands yep. mm-hmm. and slice off his arm. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was definitely a pretty intense scene. It was it was nice to see too that you can definitely see that he's a pilot. Yeah. You know, he's not a benefit of uh, the machines like a lot of these guys are. So. I hate I hate to say it, but it was kind of reminiscent of when um, Zex got in the um, tall geese. <laughs> and was fighting the G forces at the first time in Gundam yeah. Wing. I mean, that, that's why I still give Zex a little bit of respect because he ha- he was able to take links oh, yeah. that um that were uncommon for the average pilot. You and low rent Char, low rent Char, budget bargain basement Char, man. He was um, but I mean, I won't call Big Grandma Char. I would I'd rather call Char. I'd rather call um, um, Graham Bruce Wayne before I call him Char. <laughs> well, I but um, call him Bruce Wayne because he doesn't mind killing people. Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, that was that was definitely <laughs> cool to see, especially so quick, uh, so far into the show. Because mm-hmm. usually you see that stuff happen like the first couple episodes, or you know when the, when the Gundams are actually uh, obsolete at that point, and they need the old mid-season Gundam upgrade. So um, yeah, that was that was definitely a, that was definitely a great scene, and um, that's also too. That's when um, Sumeragi gets the 
news from Billy that uh, Dr. I, uh, Professor Eichmann That's killed. right. Yeah, so there was a lot of stuff going on in that episode. That subspace um, message delay. Yeah. <laughs> but there's still uh, there's still some more at the end because uh, mm-hmm. you know, after this whole thing of the Trinities, you know, the uh, wedding yeah. crashers and the, um, you know, attacking civilians at the uh, weapons factory, you know, Satsuna decides that, uh, you know, Got to go armed intervention on them. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Satsuna had enough too, man. He just, he just, he just well, jumped have, in the suit and got got busy, man. Well, before that though, you have probably one of the most, I, I would probably say one of the most powerful things in the show already was when your boy Saji again. Oh, we yes. have to, we have to reference him. But the, when this he was time, riding, it actually made sense because he, oh yeah, because he was talking to um, when he's riding a Vespa. No, not when he's riding a Vespa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm I'm, tr- I'm um, contributing to, to the greatness that she said. You're this trying man, to give us a validity. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. But, Let me um, not interrupt this. No, but because uh, he, he was talking to Luis during the attack, or like right prior to the attack, and you know she hung up, and then he finds out that you know they got attacked on the news and all that, and he he en- ends up going to Spain, mm-hmm. and he's in the hospital with her, and remember he brings her the rings. And she starts breaking down and stuff. She's like, oh, I can't do it. And then she shows that she has no arm or no hand on there. So, I mean, that, that was kind of nice that, you know, instead of just killing her, which would be the easy thing to do, and which they always do in a lot of these shows, um, they make her, you know, they maim her. They cripple her. I, so. love the, I love the fact that the hospital staff alluded to the fact that she's pretty much the sole inheritor of her family's fortune now. Well, yeah. And the fact that, you know, they're probably going to give her the top most treatment because, you know, they, they, want, they want that money. <laughs> Here comes but, the pizza Gundam. Oh, man. <laughs> Pepperoni Gundam. But, um, and uh, the fact that she pretty much was on the way of sending Saji packing. Well, she did tell him to go home. Yeah, it's like go follow so. your dream. But that, that I guess a lot more of that was in the next episode. But but yeah, I lo- I do like the scene that um where Saji walks down the hospital um hallway and then kind of falls down and starts crying. You know, a la Doctor Temba from um Monster. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh wait, now he's Doctor Tenma now. Come on, dude. No, he's oh he's been God. he's been Doctor Tenma for a while. What is <laughs> I made that I made that analogy a long time ago on the boards, and I I had said that because his girlfriend annoyed me like Ava did. Ava, um, Dr. Tema's fiance, she kind of, kind of had echoes of that because he was the nice guy and he had his own opinions and he felt strong about things that were going on. His girlfriend could give a damn. I just hope you don't get disappointed. I, I, I might. I'm just saying. Dude, Dr. Tema's way awesomer than Saji ever was or will be. Oh, yeah. Well, well. unless like there's some accident on the street where like Saji's in his Vespa and he accidentally runs over Ali. Nice. <laughs> nice. Purely coincidental. That would be hilarious. After he got shot 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like No Country for Old Men. All right. Oh boy. <laughs> Neil's favorite movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess that would kind of bring us to episode 19 then, which is uh, called Bonds. At the end of episode 18, when Satsuna goes off and he's he just basically ha- has had enough of the thrones and um, he's attacking them. And I guess they're asking him why he's attacking them and he just starts going kind of buck wild on everybody. He, do- he does. A- does pretty much the best he can, but then uh, the thrones seem like they just kind of bug out there. Well, on top of that, um, then the other um, they 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 kind of they kind of use teamwork. Yeah, and you know he's kind of overwhelmed, and then and then he gets support from none other than yep. Tiaria. I mean mm-hmm. that was that was really unexpected. And it was nice to see Tiaria finally um finally become cool, a little bit cooler. Well, but, he's becoming definitely a lot more human. Yeah, you know he's not as cold as he was because. Um, you know, he starts, you know, things aren't going the way they were supposed to go. And, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he's thinking a, a, a lot about the stuff. And he's, I guess with the, the introduction of the thrones, it kind of throws everything of what Celestial Being is to him 
and kind of chaos too, which it kind of does for all those people. He's now learning you know, how to live. Meisters. He's now learning how to live without a net, and I think that's really important for his character development too. Yeah, because beforehand everything was so precisely controlled, so precisely um calculated, and now nothing's going off according to plan, and it's starting to unnerve him to the point where you know he's starting to be able to start. To, he's he's learning what it is to become more human, I guess. You know, to kind of live fly. I wouldn't say fly by night, but just to be you know a bit more um spontaneous and and just to finally get caught up in the moment as opposed to being um being able to follow everything by the book and i'm beginning to like his character development and his character in general because of that now yeah now something pretty interesting happens here during this fight which is um you know of course his his fat gun is a little too slow to be fighting which johan points out yeah so right. tara's like oh yeah <laughs> and then he busts out with the uh the natalie again the trump mm -hmm. card and uh shows off a little interesting thing called the uh trial system yeah yeah and uh lets him take control of any mobile suit that's connected to, to veda and uh, he just makes them go down to this little like crappy you know little rock island and uh He's about to pwn both of them. Yeah. Next thing, thing you know, you, know. Uh, you see Alejandro <laughs> do a little evil smile, and magically, uh, the Trinities are back up, uh, up in action again. Exactly. Completely makes the Natalie as neat as it looks, completely useless. Yep. Because <laughs> I mean, other than other, I mean, it, it's more. I mean, it, without that ability, it's actually more useful as the virtue with that big old cannon. Right. And um, you really haven't seen the Natalie do much besides, um, you know, shed its skin and then, you know. I guess take out some um, some towels, <laughs> but in this one, um, you could just see that he could, he couldn't handle that um that that what's that that, that paradigm shift yeah. when all of a sudden his um ability got rendered useless. But um, there right. was that, and then um, luckily for them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, your man Lockon showed up. That's what I was yep. about. I was about to say. Um, once he got there and started to help out with the gang. Um, they, a little bit of um, hard news was dropped on him, and um, yep. if you want to go ahead, Chris, let him know. So uh, you know they're all <laughs> fighting, and Johan's like. Uh, like, hey, you know, you want to fight the person that's next to you. Uh, you know, these uh, Kurdish guerrillas in your family. There was a guy in that group named Soran Ibrahim, and Lakan's like, who the hell's Soran Ibrahim? And Johan tells him, codename Setsuna Fseye. Oh, no. And then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> they hit him with shock, and then they roll. Yeah. <laughs> yep, the, shocking off. The best weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but Lakan actually takes it pretty much in stride, though. And at least I mean, he, you know, what's he? He asks Satuna if it's true, and you know, Satuna, you know, he 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 says that it is true and all that, and you know, he just kind of, I don't remember too much of what he said, but he basically just kind of took it in stride in the aspect of you know th these are things that happen, they happen in the past, and you know they're both on the same common ground now. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's a lot easier to accept him with the trinities being the problem that they are that's true you know so and you know and all the times they probably saved each other out on the battlefield earlier in the show so i mean so as soon as stock actually went through the roof that episode when he told oh, him yeah. to go ahead and shoot him because i know you'll take my place and do the job i couldn't and it's like wow wow i mean he he he's in such he is in such control of his faculties that he can just tell him it's like look you can shoot me and i'll understand yeah it's because he's a gundam yeah he, he is he 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 is a gundam that's his name <laughs> <laughs> Forget yeah. Sasuna if say I am Gundam because this this <laughs> nut wants to be his suit and it's like wow this dude is a fanatic man he he is on a holy jihad in Mecca. <laughs> now aside from that, there's a bunch of other uh, stuff that's that's said in this episode, starting with um, all the superpowers. They get contacted by a traitor from Celestial Being, and we obviously mm -hmm. know who that is. Um, yeah, right. You know, we got uh, Kinoe doing her investigation, 
about this guy, Lagna Harvey, who is like this um, linear train guy and coincidentally is JNN's biggest shareholder. Yeah, that's right. But uh, she doesn't care and wants to keep investigating. Is this episode where she meets um where she meets a, uh, a, a, so, a, a certain redheaded gentleman or is that the next one? That would be next episode. Next, next episode, episode, right? Yeah. So after this whole confrontation between uh, Lockon and Setsuna where they talk about stuff, yeah. Um, this is where you have uh, all of the leaders from the, well, not leaders, but some of the military officials from all the superpowers. They meet in Antarctica, mm-hmm. and uh, they see this chamber that's filled with uh, 30 GN drives. So yep. it's early Christmas for them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also, there, there was a really powerful scene in this episode, too, and that was with um, Graham and Daryl. They were in the, um, the graveyard. Yeah. yeah. And this is when they talk about the fact that um, no matter what, um, he wants to defeat the Gundams in his flag. Um, Graham, he makes that statement. It's like, look, for you, Howard, since you love the flag suit so much, I said, I will take out the Gundams in the flag. I said, I'm not going to pilot any new upgrade. I'm going to do it in the flag. F the rest. (laughs) And it's like, for him to make that... Was that this episode or last episode? I really don't remember. Um, I believe it was this one. I think it was this one. Because that's when um, the very next episode is when they find out they're going to be getting upgrades. And, you know, that's that's when when Graham makes that that ballsy statement that he doesn't want an upgrade. He just wants to use his over flag. It's like, wow. Wow, yeah, yeah you, you, want you, the new suit. Your stock has gone through the roof again. How do you keep doing it, Graham? How do you keep doing it? You might be MVP this year, man. You might be MVP, but there is a runner up. There's someone on your tails and we'll get we'll get into that soon. Yeah, there's a couple of them actually. Oh man. I guess on that note we should move to episode twenty. Revolution's Blade. Yeah, the only problem I got with this episode was the like the beginning two minutes. Oh. Because you saw Saji sitting there looking at emails and crying and stuff, and I was like and it had like that sad music going. I'm like, no. No, but then thankfully the opening credits rolled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, I just it, th- that's when it got like really stereotypical of a lot of these shows. I was like, oh god, here we go. It's steeped in legend. I it's, know it is, man, and that's his Guinevere. <laughs> yeah, Vespa man. At Vespa man. So uh, with his um, with his Muggins or Z helmet. <laughs> that what? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Now, there, now, the one thing that was pretty interesting, though, in that opening part, even though you had to go through him, you know, just being all sad and stuff, was uh, the fact that the nurse told him that they couldn't use stem cell research to yeah. uh, regenerate her hand because of the, the weaponry sometimes. The laser burns from Yeah, her. somehow screwed up uh, all the cellular structure that was a around neat, that area, which is kind of interesting. That's that, an interesting point. That, so. was, that was a neat little piece of trivia that they gave us which right there. makes me wonder if it's... Though if it's the Trinity's drives or if it's all of the drives, if it's the real GN drives, as opposed to what the ones the Trinities have, so I would think it's probably the Trinity drives since they're cheap knockoffs. Yeah. yeah. So I I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Once again, that was kind of an interesting thing of relating it to real life with stem cell research and all that. So be kind of cool if they are able to do that stuff in the future. Man, get a new arm. Um, but uh, that's uh, when you get the old uh, declaration from. Brings us to the old declaration that the UN the UN's going to have the declaration of a celestial being that they're going to uh, all three forces are getting together and they're going to take them down no oh, yeah, matter the, what. The three leaders were holding hands together, mm-hmm. like hands across the world. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're making nice and um and now um I guess they're getting together the um the beginning of um their their so called federation man maybe who knows. Yeah, but um, you can see that the groundwork for that is being laid now, mm-hmm. and on top of that, I guess this is when the GNX makes his great appearance. Yeah, oh that's right. man, and Soma and um, 
my man um Sergey. Well, Sergey. My my friend Sergey. This is not my man. He's my friend. My friend Sergey. Um, they get pretty raw in the Trinities at the base, yeah. and. Finally, these people finally get their first victory the whole show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. It was a long time coming. And this is this is when you do get the thing from um, Graham that we were trying to allude to, that when he's talking with Billy about, because he was asking him about the beam saver that he, they recover, and he said, no, we got these uh, GN drives, or they got the same engines that the Gundams have, and they're, that they're putting it in there. And this is when he does basically... I think this is when he does basically say, don't give him one of those suits. He's just going to kill him in a flag. So, and take out a gun him in a flag. That's, yeah, got, that's when he tells Billy, yeah. Yeah. And then you got your boy Patrick trying to oh. woo the captain there, too. Patty C? Man, he's yeah. trying to date old... Hum- it, uh, no, Chris, I have a question. The voice of the um, the female captain, I forget her name, but the one that's um, Patrick's superior. Kathy? Yeah. Is that the voice of Haman Khan also? I She sounds pretty commanding, but I don't think so. Let me uh yeah. check the internets and see what the internets have to say. No problem. But um I, I keep hearing her voice and it's like, wow, that sounds like a mom to me. Every time I hear her voice, it's like she does sound commanding and she kinda has that tone, but you know, I I'm sure there's several Japanese voice actresses that sound like that, but I, every time I hear her voice I could swear that's Haman. So and um she's done other Gundam series before too. It is it is not uh Haman was played by Yoshiko yeah. Sakakibara. This is Minami really? Takayama. Let's see what her other credit. Uh, oh, actually, she's uh, Conan in uh, Detective she's Conan. She's Detective which Conan. I don't watch. Oh man, she is Detective Conan. Oh, uh, she's Delando. She was. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, thank you. Nescafloni. Thank you, because I originally did see that show in Japanese, and that's what her voice. That's where I. That's where I'm pulling that voice from. Then that's exactly where I'm pulling that voice. She's also uh, for the curious uh, Nabiki Tendo in Ranma One Half. Oh man, Nabiki was a G too. That is my favorite character on all of Ranma. <laughs> Yeah, so we get, I guess what, we get the, some more uh, of the uh, little humor little humor spots from Patrick and his goofiness trying to woo the captain. And basically, she's, and she kind of gives in. Yeah. She knows that he's, he's an idiot, but he's, he's pretty damn useful when can't, it comes to certain things. He can't resist Patty C, man. Can't resist him. But, he's, um, the Dan of the, he's the Dan Hibiki of the Gundam universe, man. But then it brings us to even more heartache for poor King Arthur. Oh, man. Now when you actually say it, it's heartache. Oh, that's the... The car ride that your mom told you you should never take. Yes. Oh, dude. Exactly. Dude. They had after do, they had after school specials about this. <laughs> I guess Kinoe didn't watch those. No. She, apparently she didn't. I, I when it, so go go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. So here, uh, you know, Kinoe, she's trying to get into uh, Lagna's fancy digs to uh, do an interview with him, mm-hmm. which obviously he's not gonna want to give because he's evil. Yes, right? indeed. And uh, he's meeting up with uh, Ali, who's in his uh, business suit mode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ali comes out in, in his car, and she's like, hey, were you in there talking to Lagna? And Ali's like, yeah, I'm kind of in a hurry, but uh, if you want to get into this car with me, I'll answer your questions. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not suspicious in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. I look so clean. She's kind of like, she's kind of like hesitant at first, but then she's like, yeah, okay. I got to do it for the story. Mm-hmm. Got to go Got to go the length for the story. And I will say, as, as a journalist, I will not go that length for a story. Oh, no, no. doubt. No. No. I'm not getting in strange cars with strange-looking dudes. Come on, Chris. He looks so clean. Yeah. He was all shaved, and he had oh, a nice man. suit Yeah, I know he was shaved, but there's just something creepy about him even then. He yeah. was, Maybe he's he just was, even creepier there than when he used to be dirty and in the desert. Man, he yeah. was Zac Efron-esque. <laughs> like on the cover of GQ, man. He was ready to go. 
ready so, to go. I will, I will, I will say this though. When he was, in, when she was in the car with him, and she, and he started dropping gems on her, and the look on her face when her eyes widened, I was telling, I was telling Neo this, reminded me of that scene from another Sunrise show, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Remember when Faye sat next to Vicious at the opera, <laughs> and she realized who Vicious was. Yeah. yeah. And you just, you just see that, that zoom in on her face, the slow zoom in, and her eyes just widen, and yeah. it goes right to commercial break. It's like wow. Wow, I mean, yeah, go go for well, it. Let's let's get into this because it's it's, it's <laughs> exactly. worth dissecting the scene. You know, they're talking. Ali's like, yeah, I uh, I move stuff. Yeah. And Kina was like, what kind of stuff? And then he just Gien drives. <laughs> She's like, oh, is that for a train? He's like, no, it's an engine for a Gundam. And that's when it's like, oh boy. Yeah. He's like, and there's one that's piloted by a Kurdish brat, and the one that who kidnapped him and brainwashed him and made him fight was me. Yeah. Because I'm a warmonger. <laughs> Cue Ave Maria. And that look on her face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you got your information, Kinaway, but yeah, ain't gonna be much you can do with it. Not at all. Yeah, because uh, then uh, then basically we see we we don't we see them just kind of go off, and mm-hmm. then we see him on the phone later saying he took care of uh, he had he took care of something when he called Lagda, yep. and then uh, then we have poor Kinoe sitting in the rain. Kinoe's uh, lying in a pool of her own blood in some alley somewhere, trying to reach out to a picture of Saji and her dad, and then yeah. she dies. Damn, yeah. that was pretty sad. That was hard to say, but yeah, it was definitely a dumb move on her part to get in there, and then. You know, I guess she was so. I guess it shows that people get so consumed with things that they kind of forget sent rhyme or reason. You know, sensibility of what to do in those a, situations. A, again, I give the the creative minds behind the show a lot of credit. They could have they could have put they could have really pushed out and um, oh, yeah. had her get away, or they could have really pushed out and 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 really um copped us out of the kind of magnitude of her involvement with the situation. A lot of people speculated she was going to die, and when she did, it really hit home because you know you thought that maybe this show would try to pull something on you and say hey no she might just make it no done <laughs> yeah soul bro soul bro told me that it, it was good to see that you, you and because later on we find out that she is dead and it's good to see that she didn't like hang on long enough so sachi could fly yeah. back yeah you know, that, and, that's something i put on the review that you know that would have been the cliche like yeah you know she lives long enough for him to see her in the hospital and she like says goodbye or tells him like yeah. find the truth celestial being but <laughs> yeah she just freaking she died in an alley all by herself yeah and she hadn't even really gotten that close to the truth because you know she had just found out about lagna but didn't know anything else and mm-hmm. she died without coming to some major revelation yeah so i think that was a much better path to take than the usual cliche of you know shot in the gut the way things are done exactly shot shot in the gut by the man that's colder than your play shot or stabbed or whatever <laughs> don't know yes. shot or probably stabbed yeah probably you know since we know uh, Ali likes the knives he does like the knives don't yeah. he but he likes the he likes the guns too but wait a minute I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> but um yep so uh before after that you know we got a bunch of other things going on this episode uh you got. Alejandro and Ribbon's ship to go do evil things on the moon, and Alejandro right. keeps talking about you know how Ribbon's is his angel and yada yada, and uh. you know they get to this like secret base on the moon, and interestingly, uh, Ribbon's eyes they glow like Tiarius does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's some interesting stuff, and they find the room that has the secret chamber that has Veda in it. It's mm-hmm. like giant globy thing. Yeah. Um, right. We got some Definitely. other stuff here like. Uh, 
Wang, the fan favorite, goes and drops in unannounced on the uh, Trinities at their secret base. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Some secret. Wait a minute. What ep- what episode was it that um hmm. that uh the, the, I'm sorry, Celestial Beings, Little Princess, uh the Chinese girl, I forget her name, Wang Lume. Yeah. yeah. She where she has a little conversation with the with the Meisters. Uh, sorry, the Trinity Meisters. That's this. That's what I'm talking about right now. Right here. Oh, this, this, oh, this episode. About. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. She's like like hey, I'm here to give you my support, and of course Michael has his uh, his little prog knife out again. Yeah, he wants to slice her up immediately. That's right. And uh, you know, Johan's like, yeah, that's cool. I'll ask you for some help in the future, and then. After she, uh, evil Haro shows that it's also perverted. Yes. Oh yeah. Because it thought it thought that Wang was pretty, so that so uh, Nina ends up kicking it away. We find out she, we find out he's regulation size for soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um yeah, uh, it was it was nice to see that scene, and it kind of gives you a little insight as to how she is, because you can find out that she wants to break the world. She doesn't want to save it. She wants to she wants to throw the world in total chaos. She thinks that I think she has a whole phoenix approach, where the world's got to burn first so it can be reborn. Yeah. And um, that's an interesting uh, little insight on her because you think that she's actually in it for you know the good and the mankind and to have you know peace be the outcome, but she wants right. to see raw chaos happen first before that happens. And um, it just gets you a little bit of a window of how twisted she might just be. And so, then we get to uh, the the nice uh, reveal of the uh, GNX in battle, and uh, they yes. pretty yeah. much they school the Trinity. So it's it's nice to see uh, yeah you know how skilled Sergey and Soma are, and that do wonders when they have suits that's powerful enough to match their abilities equal equipment yeah that's true that was that was really cool to see and and um you know it, it definitely shows that it it, it kind of shows kind of lacking to an extent that the trinities have um you know they they once again i know we said earlier in one of our reviews that um you know back i think it was the first time that uh, satsuna fought ali and we were like you know he definitely takes advantage of the of the gundam of the abilities of the Gundam, not necessarily as piloting, we we definitely see that with the uh, with the Trinities here too. That you know, like you just said, with with these top-notch pilots and equal equal equipment, they're able to uh, match or surpass the Trinities in that aspect. So. Right it's the old Char principle that uh, there's more to a mobile suit than uh, than its power. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's that one. It's that one theme that happens in you know, if there's one theme in all Gundam it, besides uh, you know, war is bad and all that. That is the one thing uh, that you always have, uh, especially with the main protagonist. That you know you're good because of the suit, not because of you know who you are or, or what you what you accomplished. Damn right. So exactly, Rich. I guess would bring us to old episode 21, the oh. last episode oh boy. on the magic app. Yes, <laughs> called Path of Destruction. And Ooh. oh boy, was what? there some? And it hits the ground running. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice, really nice, depressing opening oh. scene of any episode ever. So maybe you should go into this for us, uh, Solo, yeah. since it's about uh, King Arthur. Oh man, I I felt so bad for Saji when he had to go and participate. I do too. I mean, that, that was that's a tough thing to uh, have to do what he did. It's like he was on an episode of The Wire, yeah. and he just stepped into. The <laughs> He's, he was in the morgue. It and couldn't he, get any worse that your girlfriend got attacked, oh. lost her hand. Now you got to go to. Uh, Police station. Police the morgue and identify your dead sister yeah. I, I in a bag. And a, this, this in a body bag, all zipped up. It's, yeah. it's like, oh man, that's horrible. It's nice to see that raw grittiness that's in that show because you you see the paleness of her body. She's been in there for a while. I guess they've done an autopsy to find out what killed her, and you know he has to identify the body and you know just the paleness of her skin and the look on his mm-hmm. face when you know he identifies her and starts to break down right there. It's like, wow, Saji, that. That really hits home, and then um, 
I, I don't know. It's just it was. Um, I it, we knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't think it would happen like this. I um, but I, it's nice to see that kind of raw intensity to that scene, and just to see that you can see Saji's being developed well, every step of the way. Well, once again, they could have done the old cliche oh, yeah, and just like fast forward to her oh, funeral. Yeah. They, exactly. And they could have done something like that, and and to actually show, um, it's very actually show what people have to go to in real life when they have relatives or friends that get you know killed murdered under you know. Un, you know, unfriendly circumstances and exactly. having to go and identify the bodies. Very, that was, you know, very unconventional for anime and very, very, very unconventional. For I mean, as much as I crap on Saji, and most of it's <laughs> in jest, but um, I, I definitely fell for for the character on that aspect. Yeah, and, yeah, same here. Know. But then, uh, then we basically get to the fact that um, we find out more about old creepy Alejandro. Nice. That I guess his family has been planning this type of move within Celestial Being or trying to take over Celestial Being or get in touch with Veda for Beginning. about 200 years now. So It's like it was sort of always their plan to betray Celestial Being. Yeah, Bean. yeah. Which makes me wonder if they were like one of the founding um, founding members along with... Uh, Probably. Yeah, because I, I don't... As rich as uh, Elio Schnellberg was, I don't, I'm sure you would need a couple of more uh, families in there, you know, a couple more people of, of, of similar standing to, uh, you know, create something like that. At least people who can financially back you and yeah, I guess the corner family has been in it, been in it to win it or to take it over for quite a, quite some time, and now Alejandro's making this move, man. Now, on a somewhat yeah. lighter note, um, that's followed up by uh, sort of interesting encounter between um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Patsy and uh, oh yeah, the token token black guy flag fighter, Mr. Daryl Dodge. Daryl Dodge. Bob Makihara. Double D. <laughs> Bob Makihara. <laughs> Every time I see him, I think of Bob Makihara. From um, what? Um, Tenjo Tenge. Ten Tenjo Tenge, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of got that look. Watch him start breaking. He yeah, he definitely does. I'm, I'm sitting there looking at him. Like, oh my God, that's Bob. But um, yeah, I digress on that. But yeah, that was that was definitely um, an interesting meeting, mm -hmm. especially since how old Patrick is. And he's talking trash. The guy doesn't have a care in the world. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he's talking trash because yeah. <laughs> he asks, you know, where the big union ace is, and and Daryl's like, oh, Graham's not part of this operation, and and Patrick's like, oh, he must have chickened out, huh? <laughs> we know what happens to dudes who talk trash about Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick finds out the hard way. Oh man, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I and you know another funny scene was when um, uh, Felt and uh, Christina were sitting there and they're and they're doing some you know work on the Telemeos and oh yeah and uh, Sum Sumeragi brings them a drink because they've been working so hard. <laughs> and oh, they man. find out it's alcohol. <laughs> it's actually alcohol. It's like I knew she was gonna do that. Oh man, <laughs> you guys need to you guys need to take the edge off. Have yeah. a cocktail. Here, Here you, you go. go. You guys have been working so hard. <laughs> Here's a Budweiser. Actually, in her case, I think it was probably like uh, you know Johnny Walker Red or something. Some Seagrams. Probably. <laughs> she's uh, she's with, definitely mixed with some Seven Up. <laughs> Grey Goose vodka. But um, man, and which is then followed up by uh, some trippy dream sequence that uh, uh, Setsuna is having having the dreams about uh, Marina. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see Marina again, even though it was in the pseudo form. But it was—I um, was wondering where she was at. And it shows once again that you know, uh, as as tough as these guys can be, when they get that one kind person or that person that you know, for whatever way affects them, mm -hmm. that they start questioning subconsciously, start questioning 
what they're doing because that that was kind of and when the first time i saw it it was like you know i thought it was real at first yeah because you don't know what this show sometimes they especially at the beginning of the um, episodes that's true you sometimes don't know if if it's right after what happened in the previous ep or this is a little bit later or what so i thought that was kind of interesting because you know he, of course he's in that city yeah. in the Kurdish Republic, and I thought maybe he went back there just to yeah. you know, reminisce or something. Because and, it, and you hadn't seen Setsuna before that, that part in that episode, too. So no. You yeah, thought, you, thought you were just like dropped into where he was at and to find out that he's still on the Ptolemaeus and he was dreaming that. And um, I, I just... Um, I, f- I found that really interesting that you know he's fin- finally starting to have um, second thoughts about his way of life, yeah. and and he managed to be thinking of other um, other ways of living besides actually being a Gundam and being the, the embodiment of that. But I, I just recently well, you realized, know, it's also oh, sorry, but you oh, know, it's also nice about him you know, having that transformation mm-hmm. is he doesn't get all emo about it like no, a lot of the other pilots. Like <laughs> he's starting to question it, but he's not like oh you know getting all whiny and crying and you know bitchy. Exactly. to everybody about it so it's just something he's thinking on his own well i just re- i realized something about the the age difference between them i, I forgot that she's yeah, 24 she's eight years older yeah she's oh, really? eight years, yeah he's he's 16 and she's 24 i i think that might be a part of her that reminds him of his mother i mean that's me getting way out there mm, possibly but yeah. i think that maybe me, he just likes older women he could he could and mm. that's smooth yeah. big upset sooner i approve he's doing the old <laughs> judo thing that's right judo man he was into older women, right on. <laughs> I think it was more like the older woman was into him. You know, you're right. Well, you're right. Well, but that's I mean, still not a bad thing. He wasn't. He really didn't give a crap about Haman, but she's all like practically raping. Yeah. <laughs> Where those? But anyway, that's oh. that's when we get to double Zeta. That's yes. what. That's I can't wait. But uh, then, <laughs> so all of a sudden we. Uh, speaking of those GNXs, we got um, another. You know, whole crapload of them. Mm-hmm. Nineteen to be specific in space, going after the Ptolemaeus. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got uh, some action coming up. But uh, before that, uh, another scene with King Arthur. Oh yeah. Yes. Where he meets with uh, Kinoe's editor, and uh, we find out some interesting things that uh, yep. their old man was a journalist, and that he was investigating some kind of thing, and he was framed. And sent to jail. And Lou, yeah. Grant, and Lou Grant tells him, "Um, we're we're ending the con- we're we're ending the investigation. We're not we're not we're not getting yeah, deep he's into not this. Going on with anything like, dealing well, with celestial being. We're, we're, we're tapping out, Saji. Um, this is your fight. <laughs> Do with it what you as you will. We're we're not having no more part of this. Especially since um, yep. I, 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 did they did they already know that log um because this is the episode you find out that uh, Loganer is also he's dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. They don't know that. They don't know that yet, right? They don't know that because um. On Earth, the uh, mm-hmm. GNX squad led by Sergei attacks that Trinity base in Africa, yeah. mm-hmm. and Johan wonders if Lagna betrayed them. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, that's when you see that Lagna's dead. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, that's right. That, that, that's when it just dropped. Makes me wonder if Ali went back to kill him after finding out that this reporter um, had already had enough um, ingenuity to trace the um I guess Trace Celestial being all the way back to that to, to Logna in the first place. Yeah. So he had to tie up more well, loose well, ends. I guess we'll get to that in episode oh, twenty two yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oops. Episode twenty two is the the Ali special. Oh the mm-hmm. Ali special. But then we get you know back to the uh, the fight up in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Meisters start in they start um, having the same problems that that the Trinities did because uh, you know I guess they were expecting that these were just going to be the normal upgraded suits. They didn't know they were going to have GN drives, especially uh, when Lock-On tries to snipe a couple of them, and he's, he oh, doesn't yeah. even hit any of but them. But they also get attacked yeah. by a much larger force because the Trinity's 10, mm-hmm. and they're getting attacked by 19. Yeah. And, uh, man, that was uh, definitely a great fight because uh, all of a sudden you're, you're seeing everything going on, and then, you know, all the all the Gundams just start to shut down. Yeah. And uh, that's 
that's when it really got interesting because that's when you knew old Alejandro was behind it. Because, uh, you know, earlier, actually, what was it? The last, this episode and the previous episode, Ribbons is sitting there going through the, uh, once they access Veda, he was sitting there going through each. Like hacking it. Yeah, he was hacking each level. So uh, you knew something was going down. Very and, true. And um, that's when uh, old Sumeragi earned her pay. Oh, yeah, because, that's right. Because, uh, you know, they, they definitely knew that something was going down, and so they built in those back-end sy- backup systems for the uh, for the Gundams. But, uh, and that was that was nice, because then you get the old, um, what is it, Setsuna. He wants to become a Gundam again. Well, that's right. Doesn't he get- and he does, but unfortunately doesn't work for, for T-Area, so. No. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but um, even though uh, Setsuna was the first to embarrass him, Patrick seems to have set his sights on uh, Virtue, yeah. since maybe because it's a fat Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going in there for the kill, and he almost gets it. Mm-hmm. Gon steps in at the very last second and takes it right in the cockpit. The beam oh, saver. Yep. yep. Lock on, mad respect. Uh, that respect was too. that was definitely something to see because then we we knew with the uh, the battles with the Trinities that these uh, the new mobile suits were tough, but we didn't realize that they were that tough. I mean, because I always felt. It, there was always that little aspect that she felt that the Meister's Gundams were a little bit, bit you know, better. They, had the, they were a little bit better than the Trinities. Yeah, the Trinities were more of a, a knockoff of the uh, of the Meister's Gundams. So Johnny yeah. come lately's. Yeah, and also the the, the Meisters have more battle experience. They've been mm-hmm. doing a bunch of interventions, and yeah. the uh, you know the Trinities are basically the like you just said the the Johnny come lately's. And the, and they know how and the Meisters know how to work as a team a lot more too yeah uh, especially in the last like 10 episodes they really brought their teamwork together and you know the meisters or the trinities they're you know they're they're relatives but they all kind of do their same thing and you know there's they're just kind of you know they, once again they just rely on what the, the gundams are able to do but yep first gundam meister casually Ooh. and it couldn't happen to a better uh, man i don't know if it was a better man but man that was uh that was pretty interesting because you didn't know what was going on there. You didn't know if he was dead, hurt, or what, because all you kept hearing was old Haro going, lock on, lock on. Oh, Haro. So, He's such a good friend. And then poor Patrick gets, you know, he gets, uh, he gets bunked again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, Patrick. So, and then, uh, what is it? We get introduced to the GN arms in, uh, in, yeah. battle, in battle mode there. And basically, that's seems like it's what kind of a cross between like a piloted by Mister Speedo. Yeah. Mister Speedo, was it Lassie? Lassie, um, Lassie, yeah, Lasse, um, Aeon, yeah. Oh, and man. it's basically what like uh, the GN Arms is like a um, it's mobile like the, armor it's, type it's, suit it's, type of thing. Or? It's, it's the meteor. It's the meteor unit without the spam, but it also works <laughs> as uh, <laughs> as Chris as Chris has said to me just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> That is true, but um, it can. I, I guess it allows the um the Gundams to actually re-enter space and re-enter Earth without having to um to be launched off of I guess a platform or have to take the um the uh, what is it called the um the elevators orbital elevators up into space. Instead, they can just get back and forth on their own now, which I think is really cool. And with the old uh, with Lock On protecting Tiaria, that's when uh, Tiaria actually starts really becoming human, and that's yeah. when you start. You know, he he was definitely the he's the last Meister you really started to identify with, and um, you know it further further fuels the speculation with him not being able to um, access the backup drive right away that he is some type of life form or you know some type of thing fused with Veda. So. 
now. The way I look at it is, um, I think Tierra and Lockhart have been there the longest out of the four pilots, mm-hmm. and um, they have probably the best relationship because they um, it, it apparently it seems to me that um, Lockhart just knows exactly what Tierra is, yeah, and he's made allusions to that, you know, a lot in the series, and they know each other the best, and I think if, if anybody has a connection to it, it is Lockhart. Um, well, Lockhart's the classic. He's the classic Gundam character that yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't care about everybody's past, and he always got his own issues to deal with. But he doesn't care about, um, you know, he doesn't want to get into anybody's past about what, you know, what's going on, what's happening, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's he's he's that guy that always breaks down the hardest ones, as we've seen with Satsuna and then you know Tiaria. <laughs> so, but um, very true. Then all the uh, then the uh, then the mass produced GNXs they they order a retreat and uh, then we just get the bold declaration by I think it was one of the presidents that the uh, the Gundam the age of the Gundams is over with and in the meantime uh, what's his face ribbons uh, is almost cleared through all the levels Level of seven. Um, Veda. So, but uh, I guess that would do the conclusion of episode 21 mm-hmm. any thoughts about these uh, last thoughts or anything about these last uh, episodes that we've seen so far uh the fact that the show's just been ramping up steadily and mm-hmm. the, f- the final four episodes are going to be um knock down drag out and I-, I can't wait to see how the show's going to leave us on the cliffhanger man as-, as sadistic as that that's going to be for the next six months yeah. but um Get ready. This, the end of March is going to be a sad day when episode 25 rolls around. But we'll oh, yeah. get to those reviews shortly. Um, uh, I guess. Um, Chris, I, any any it, last it, little thoughts of these uh, these f- last five episodes that we spoke of, or anything that's happened that you didn't think, or maybe um, I would say that um, you know, for all the people who were complaining at the beginning, on and on and on and on and on about how slow the show is moving and blah 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 blah, that you know. Here's where all the development, you know, has paid off, and you're getting your payoff because, you know, yeah. every time there's a new Gundam show, there's, you know, one of the biggest things everybody complains about is, oh, they don't explain anything. What's going on? Uh. Yeah. Here they take an active effort to, at the beginning, explain everything so that you have a base and a context to know what's going on, especially when, you know, yeah. everything hits the fan. And everybody's like, it's so slow. Why are they explaining everything?" It pays off to watch to watch to watch the beginning part because it picks up momentum as the series progresses. And a lot of the best shows that have ever been out there do that. Yeah. And it's just right. great plot development, character development, and a great way to pace the story. And you know, you just it pays the viewer off by watching it. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of those fans are so used to how Destiny and Seed were, where you had fan service every freaking episode, and it just really catered to the fans, and it really doing it didn't do itself a favor. With um, with really kind of just building up the story and having that, having the show end up telling a really good tale by the end, by the by the show end. Instead, it just gave fans what they wanted for the moment and really fell short at the end. And I don't want that for this show. And I can see it's headed in the right direction. It's kind of like um, Eureka Seven, which we'll have to cover on here at some point. You know, the first half of that show yeah. is really slow, but they spend their time developing the character so that when a lot of stuff happens yeah. and everything's going crazy, it just mm-hmm. everything works so much better because you know so much about these characters yeah. now. Yeah, that is true and that that was the good thing about that show and I think I like about this uh what they've done with um Double Zero is the pacing is because like you said they it was kind of slow in the beginning they were kind of working a lot of these things in but they didn't take so long into trying to work them in and develop them that all of a sudden now it's episode 22 and you know we need to get to the mid-season break because yeah. 
This one, they started pretty much, I would say, pretty much like around episode 14, 15, starting to get things rolling. Once you started having the, um, when you had the, when you had the exercise, when they uh, ambushed all the Gundams in the desert, that's when all this stuff started ramping up. And then exactly. that's it's like a snowball down a mountain. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't wait to the last minute to do this and be like, oh, crap, we only have three more episodes to tell something that we're, it's going to need, you know, six episodes to do. Never got that rush feeling with this show like yeah. it did with Seed. Never got it. Our, our Destiny, Destiny. Say, Destiny Seed. Seed it gets a pass in a lot of places, but Destiny is where, you know, I, I really made the comparison. But for yeah. the most part, the show's been well paced. And I haven't felt cheated not one episode, not even the not even the recap episode, and that says yeah. a lot. So um, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. And and, and I'm not speculating anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just watching them. This show is almost almost unspeculatable, save for maybe a few things, because it seems to surprise us every episode and a lot of the viewers. So I, I think that's very commendable too. So, all right. Well, I guess that would be it then. All right. Well, um, we'll be back in a few moments with the um, with the segment that we recorded live from the MegaCon. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. So, might I let loose a short, violent exclamation? Oh, why, certainly. Gundam! Welcome back, everybody. This is Neo. I'm going to be introducing uh, the part of our live panel that we had at MegaCon 2008 this past March. Um, due to some unforeseen technical difficulties, uh, the first part of the panel was not recorded. We were dealing mostly about the history of Gundam, uh, but I, I do know that we were able to get about halfway through that discussion. And we were able to talk about the, the new show, Double Zero. Uh, we talked about Gundam Wing and, and some of our... Uh, ideas of what maybe uh, Bandai should do to help with the popularity of um, of Gundam in America. Uh, but the second half of the panel, we did have a question and answer period, and we had a pretty good turnout, and we had a lot of great questions. So we're going to play that for you guys now, and we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Bandai seems to be putting out quite the advertising and promotional blitz for this, kind of like they were with Wing. They're putting out all sorts yeah. of character figurines. I think they're doing uh, like Lelouch lunchboxes and toys, yeah. and they're just going for an all-out blitz with this series, the likes of which we haven't seen from Ben Entertainment in a long time. So what I think is a possibility is that if Code Geass turns out to be successful in Adult Swim, which I think it very well could be, it might pave the way for something in similar vein, which would be Gundam 00. What do you think, Paul? I, I pretty much agree with you. I think, unfortunately, um, they have to go the route of having the pretty boys in the, in the, um, you know, in the Gundams. I mean, even yeah. Double Zero, a lot of those guys are pretty hard, but they're still, they still got that pretty boy look to them. So for these shows to sell, and especially you know, to cross-promote them with a lot of the you know, women anime list, uh, watchers out there. So, I mean, um, I, I, I agree with you. I'm surprised it hasn't been licensed yet, but I think... Um, well, there was, there was um, rumors on the Internet yeah. a few days ago because it was listed as being licensed on Crunchyroll. Yeah. But um, that was brought to attention by a Mr. Edwin, who was in the audience, and the uh, chair of Yasumi-Khan. Please go to it. It's free. <laughs> we want you to come. 
You hear that? It's free, as in no money. Of course, it costs money to get to Miami, but that's not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's quality, lowercase. Yeah. Well, why are we there? I don't know why yeah. we're there. Um, yes, we'll be doing another it, well, podcast, another train wreck. we'll have enough you know, technical know-how by that time. To now, for those of you it. listeners in the future who are going to be listening to this, this horrible podcast, uh, Sobro is... Uh, feverishly working at getting everything going. We didn't slit his throat. We didn't give him the pink slip, as some people fear. Please say something, soul bro, to let them know you're alive. I'm alive. I'm. So- That's good. See, okay, so he's here. We're not dumping him. No, we're not. <laughs> Contrary to the rumors on the internet. No, he did not leave to, to found the cult of Crossroad and, and go and get, he, you know... He also, he also didn't get fired, but he should be. <laughs> and, and get the, the, all the Kool-Aid ready for the, the Sanjinistas. The Sanjinistas will have their time. They will rise up for the cult of Crossroad. And they will bring down the heathens like, like me and Paul. Ill, A.K.A. ill-informed Neo. Yeah. I'm dying over here, sorry. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess getting back to our topic, I think some of the ways that they could help with uh, Gundam getting more popular is I think Bandai has to make a concerted effort to probably come to a lot of these cons. <laughs> I, I've noticed going Definitely. to a lot of these different conventions um, you know, all, all over that a lot of these shows they build momentum with you, know, you guys, the fans, so um, as long as you're exposed to it, it, it sometimes that works a lot better than you know, flashy commercials on Cartoon Network or, you know, whatever, so... If they're even willing to do a flashy commercial. Yeah. Because so. they, they gave virtually no um, advertising to Gundam, Gundam Seed back in 2004, yeah. and then they shuffled that show off to their and then they Friday 1 a.m. graveyard slot, and they butchered it with uh, disco guns. Yeah. Anybody see those disco guns at Gundam Seed? <laughs> Let's hear it for disco guns. Yeah. Throw it up. Throw it up. By the way, audience, give it up. We're recording now. Just want, I just want to pre up and just let the listeners know this is the show with more strokes than the PGA. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. God damn it. MAHQ. And uh, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning of it. Um, I'm sober of you, probably as well as you well know. And of course, we have Chris and again, uh, Neo, aka Paul. Neo. Ill informed, yes. Ill-informed. That's a, that's an inside joke on our uh, on the MHQ forums. Anybody with... here from MHQ forums? Mecha talk. Make some noise. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thanks, Mecha Talk, for coming out and supporting us. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in Las Vegas all week. <laughs> but I think eat, another aspect of the uh, fish. <laughs> the promotion of Gundam is, you know, obviously all of the merchandise. Back mm-hmm. in the day when it came out, you had all of these action figures and you had, like, Gundam Wing boxers and all this stuff. And part of the whole thing was <laughs> that Cartoon Network had a revenue-sharing deal. And by 2004, Bandai had given up the uh, release of merchandise. Yeah. So that killed a lot of Cartoon Network's incentive to air these shows and give them a favorable time slot. Um, Another thing is now pretty much the only other merchandise we get aside from the anime is games. Unfortunately, Bandai chooses to bring out a lot of the crappy games here yeah. to further the stereotype of bad anime games, especially bad anime games by Bandai. And they don't bring out the good ones. Um, 
if you look back in 2006, when the PS3 launched, we had the abysmal uh, Gundam Crossfire. Oh, yeah. If anybody played that trademark of a game, it was just horrible. And you had these mobile suits that, they looked kind of nice, as long as they stood still. And then when they started moving, the frame rate just went to hell. And they moved so slow and clunky, and the combat was horrible, and the camera was just kind of was on crack. Like, like a cheap whore. I just, and I would, it just went all over the place and you couldn't control it. It was just a god-awful game. Yeah. God-awful game. And then last year you had Gundam Dynasty Warriors, which is I'll, fun. It's mm-hmm. a fun game, but it's, it's, Dynasty Warriors. it's still Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So how many thousands of billions of mobile suits can you hack and slash until it gets kind of old? Yeah. I, I would like to thank Koei for putting out a good Gundam game on the next-gen systems. Thank you. Thank you very but much. But it's a pretty good game. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you know, some of the... Other Gundam games don't come in my hair, like, say, uh, Giren's Greed, which we have promoted heavily on the podcast. Isn't that right, Neo? Yeah, yeah. We usually do news during our podcast, and I, do, I, take a, I borrow a lot of my news from uh, well, well, one site, but I'm, I'm going to diverse after that. But, uh, yeah, it seemed there was a lot about this, uh, this game on the PSP. And What's it called? Giren's Greed, the oh, Menace man. of Access. Bandai, and they, um, we are and they, taking credit for single-handedly driving the sales yeah. of that game through the roof. So yeah. Yeah. we're going to take all the credit for but that. But it, it looks pretty good. Um, there was a lot of screenshots on there. And you know what's good, especially with the handheld systems, is you can play the Japanese you know, imports. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, definitely look at that. And, but none know. of those games are here. So ba- uh, Neo, um, Namco Bandai Neo is expecting a commission. No, I'm expecting as many times as he's mentioned it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give Bandai the address where they can send all those commission checks. Yes, all right. exactly. PayPal. My, my so, Swiss account. It's, it's getting to be uh, halfway through the intended show, so uh, I think we should do some uh, thank yous for this uh, panel okay. and then move on to our uh, question, question and, answer and answer and prize giveaway. The prizes, the prizes for the panel are brought to you by nutsforanimefigures.com, Namco Bandai, who I just mentioned, of course, um, our friends at Florida Oriental Trading, and um, of course Anime Sushi for making this all possible. Thank you guys. We, we really do appreciate it for our first podcast ever live. Soul Sobro, uh, any comments about uh, where you think the future of Gunman America is going before we close it off? Well, I mean, there's a chance for it to be um, for it to, to spring back to life. I mean, um, it, it it hit it hit its peak in the late '90s with Gundam Wing. It um, kind of died down when the other Gundam series showed up during um, early 2000s. Mobile Suit. Um, 8th MS team, and then of course uh, G Gundam. Do I think with G Gundam it kind of spiked a little bit, or may have plateaued a little bit, I guess? I don't know, but um, I wasn't watching Cartoon Network at the time that was on. But um, after that, Seed aired and tanked, and um, it, had, it was edited horribly, Disco Guns, <coughs> and, um, as Chris A4 mentioned earlier. But um, after that, um, we now stand at a crossroads. Not to bring up Saji Crossroads, but uh, <laughs> oh, you were just waiting sh- for that same, one. Shameless Saji plug, that's right. But um, he stays no. up every night thinking these things up. <laughs> yeah, King Arthur. <laughs> Wart right now. He'll become King Arthur later. Don't worry. Oh. He'll pick up Excalibur. That's what, what he's going to be called. <laughs> God. Right anyway, now, continue. Right now, he's Peter Parker delivering pizzas. So we'll just we'll give him some time. <laughs> but um, he's uh, right now um, with double air, double zero. For those who aren't watching it right now, there's um, Mobile Suit Gundam Zero, the Mobile Suit Gundam Double O. And we got the dude in the back who's watching it. All right. Some more dudes everywhere. 
some, some make sure you buy it if they do bring it out. Yes, here. please, please all by right. all means. If, if you're watching, for, if you're watching it online like the rest of us, when it comes out and you're digging it, please pick it up. Yeah. That goes for any other Gundam series. And since it hasn't been picked up, email Bandai Entertainment politely and without you know lulls and lolcats and internet speak and say, please bring out Gundam Double O in America, please, pretty please. It's a great show, especially coming from um, after bouncing from Destiny, which. We have mixed feelings about, but um, let's gun- not talk about that. Yeah, you know, let, let, let's not break down the mood. But um, no, um, I, I but, still bought it. <laughs> Sucker. But, uh, no, and, and Neo is steadily buying it, so it's like there you Almost go. Done. Even so, he got he has to collect it. I need yeah. that last defective disc that comes. <laughs> you need to because uh, how, yeah. how is you going to get your PhD in Gundam? Man? Yeah, message to Bandai it? to uh, do some <laughs> stuff with your quality control. Yeah, exactly. But, so um, at hmm. this point. Um, you know, I've got no more comments on that. Any closing comments, Paul? Um, just a raise of hand. How many people have seen Gundam? In any way, shape, or form. How many people like it? Like, you know, okay, that's good. <laughs> all those, otherwise they, all wouldn't, those otherwise that, they wouldn't be here. You know, well, no, but I'm saying, you know, but well, people in conventions like this, people like to, you know, experience different things. But all those people that didn't watch it, give it a chance, take a look at it, and then, you know, because um, there's different varieties of it, and there's a lot of different shows. So, there's, you know, we would definitely say... You know, check everything out. Not saying that you have to like the original show. Yeah, I was. But, gonna, I was um, just gonna. I think add. that's. I think that's what some of the Gundam Nazis sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, they have that thing. But yeah, um, if, if if you like, if you if you kind of like the 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 effect that war has on um, you know, like a war story, like a traditional war story, like say you know, like a World War II epic with robots. Uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, <laughs> the original Mobile Suit Gundam kind of fits that genre with a little bit of like Vietnam and uh, the, the, the original it's got a little Gundam bit series. of every war. It's got a little bit of every war. He's but. right, but um, I'd say that if you're new to Gundam, check out an alternate universe series like yeah. Wing. Wing Wing is easy to get, easy to get in, easy to get out. But um, one of the better alternate universe series right now is Double Zero. When it comes out here, if you like a show with um, what plot twists and interlacing threads with characters that all are connected in some way, shape, or form, but their stories are kind of separated, and you get like a piece of the time of all these different, these characters' lives and how they're affected by what's ongoing. Double Zero is kind of like one of those shows you see on TV, like Heroes or Lost, where you have like an ensemble cast. I know Neo hates It's not Lost. like Lost. Please. <laughs> it's good. Oh, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. And for the girls here who want their yaoi um, fantasies fulfilled... Well, you won't get it in this show, but there's plenty of bishies in it. <laughs> the, the doujins are available on the internet. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. We will not tell you where they are. We don't want there's, to know where they are. There's a character in the show that looks almost like a chick. His name's Tiaria. I have not... I cannot It's, it's a trap! I cannot... <laughs> it's a trap! I cannot count how many pictures I've seen on 4chan and don't, elsewhere... Don't go into that. ...of him looking like stop a girl. It, like, stop like it. Like a girl okay, version okay, of him. Stop okay, it. Okay, okay, cut, okay. His, cut it off his mic. Stop, stop, stop. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. Again? Oh, yes. snap. All right. So I'll see you later. At this point, um, <laughs> we're going to turn it over to questions. What we're going to do is um, relinquish your mic, Mr. Uh, Neal. Yeah. You pass yours down. And I'll, okay. okay. So what we're going to do is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our man back there, because he was raising his hand. One of our uh, okay. mic monkeys will come with you. The mic and a card to write down your name on. We're going to put your name in a box, and then we're going to shuffle it around and uh, pick the winner. And if you want more information about this train wreck of a show, you can pick up one of our cards here up front, one of our delicious business cards. It has all of our websites, mahq.net, the soon-to-be-active gundam.net. You can go to mechatoc.com. 
Net also to give us uh, flames and comments. So uh, first, who has our first question over there? Yes, I wanted to know. Um, how, my question was about uh, Gundam Double O. Uh huh. What's your name? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, and um, as I as I watched the show, is is I like the, the story. It's more intriguing. Uh huh. And I, I'm wondering what's going to happen after the show is ended. Maybe maybe they make another series or something like that. I'm sorry. Could you repeat the last part of the question? Yeah, I was saying if they're going to re- re- repeat another series, a different type of Gundam universe mm-hmm. af- after Double O. Well, uh, for 2008, supposedly, which is this year, uh, there is a Gundam Seed theatrical movie that's in the works. So the Cosmic Era universe isn't dead yet. Right. Uh, but we don't have too many details on that. As far as after Double O, I mean, we don't know because there's still the second season of Double yeah. O, which isn't until the end of this year. Who knows if you know that'll be a world that they'll end up continuing. Um, and then um, in 2000, 2009 is the 30th anniversary of Gundam, and they said there's going to be a project that's going to kind of revitalize the original Gundam universe. Gun, uh, that's called the Universal Century, where Mobile Suit Gundam first started. There's been numerous series in it that have kind of gone along in kind of a generational path. Um, basically, they're going to bring up a new series. Um, they haven't announced what it is yet, but a lot of people are speculating it's a show. It's a, going to be based on a novel called Unicorn. Um, Gundam, what's it? Um, Gundam Unicorn, which is um, Mobile Suit Gundam UC. Well, ironically, but um, it's a novel series in Japan right now. They have a lot of artwork up for it. But um, it, if you go to anime, if you go to if you go to mahq.net, you'll see a lot of line art and whatnot for um, for um, Gundam Unicorn and, and synopsises and all that information. If you're interested, but um, but for the most part, um, we really don't know what the project's going to be yet. But it's sure to be interesting, and it's going to be the first Universal Century Universe um, project that's been that'll come out after you know after all this time. But that's what they say anyway. Uh, next question. What's your name? Armando. How you doing? Great. Uh, I have a quick question about the other Gundam series. Like you know, like with Z Gundam uh-huh. Z. It's sent to Universal Century, but then there's Gundam ZZ, and then the other ones that follow afterwards. Yes. Were there, were there any plans about bringing ZZ? Because I know that they took out the, on DVD, Gundam Z. Yeah. I was wondering how that was, um, you know, embraced by the fans, because me, I, th- I, thought, it was, I thought it was the best series out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be one of the ones who, that would bring, yeah. you know, more. Is there any chance of ZZ and possibly um, Turn A? Well, um, I'll kick this one off and then throw it to you guys. Um, Zeta had a lot of problems because it was first licensed way back in 2002, and they wanted to get it on Cartoon Network, but uh, Cartoon Network didn't want the show. Obviously, you know, the line of logic there being, if the original Gundam series failed for us, why would we want to air the direct sequel to that? So that's why they said, no, thank you, which is also pretty much the reason why they passed on Destiny here in America and you only had Destiny airing on YTV up in Canada. So, as uh, Sean Akins from Toonami has said over and over in interviews, uh, kids just don't want to watch old animation. Yeah. That's just the sad reality. So, Zeta couldn't get on TV. And mind you, you know, some stuff has succeeded, like Dragon Ball. And personally, I think Zeta Gundam has way better animation than the old Dragon Ball. It's about the same era. Yeah. But, but it, couldn't, it couldn't get on the air. And given that Double Zeta is the sequel to the sequel of a failure. 
it's sort of like six degrees of separation, it's not going to get on here. If anything, at some point, maybe Bandai will do a cheap subtitled only DVD yeah. box set. That's what That's I was That's the most too. we could hope for, because right? yeah. there's just no TV prospects for something that is now 22 years old. That's how old Double Zeta is. Uh, Neil? No, I, I agree. With, I, that's what I was going to bring up, too. I think that they might um, just have the subtitled version like they did with the movie trilogy. So um, I'd like to see it, because I, I enjoyed the show, too. I'm one of the few people that like I actually own the import of it. and you know, But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that, that you, know, it's, you might don't hold your breath. <laughs> it would probably be the best thing. So. It was... Um I, I just I think I honestly I think Double Zeta is just an awesome series and um although it's a it kinda starts off on a different foot than the other ones, it's um it, I have a sneaky suspicion it'll get subtitled in the box set and we'll get it like maybe ten years from now. <laughs> but until then we all have to hold our breath. But um if you can see it any which way you can, please do. You might you'll really dig it. Especially towards the end, it really starts to get really good. So by the way, for our audience here, if you're a member of uh, MechaTalk, please uh, tell us who your, what your username is if you have a question. So who's next? Yes. What's your name? Hi, I'm Christina. Hi. Hi. I was just wondering, since I really like Gundam Wing and Gundam Seed, and uh -huh. I always heard that there was an OVA. Is that ever coming to America? An OVA of what? There's an OVA of Gundam Wing. I'm not talking about Endless Waltz. Yeah, um, there was. Um, yeah, there was the operation. The uh, meteor. Meteor odds yeah. and evens. What they did was. Now, does everybody know how the, the, the naming scheme of all the wing pilots is all numbers in various languages? Mm -hmm. So what they did was they had these compilation videos. They had the odds, and then they had the evens divided by those characters. At the end, what they had was um, these like little one-minute videos that show some things that happened right after the series, like literally right after the show ends, like with Catra in the hospital since he got stabbed by Dorothy and things like that. It's a total of like maybe five minutes of new animation. Um, it's on the remastered Japanese DVD set. They included all of Operation Meteor Odds and Evens. It's never been released in America, and at this point it never will be. Yeah, and there's what the in Gundam C you were asking too. There's uh, the one that's like immediately after the show. Yeah, the five minute epilogue. five minute one. Yeah, that was never released here. It was released and, in the Europe. And, and then they Japan. had the um, the um, the model um, shorts for uh, red right. frame and blue frame. Yeah. And then and yeah, and Stargazer, Stargazer the dealing with the minute. destiny. Is there any way to find the Gundam Wing OVA online or any place? Well, you, I think on YouTube you might find some like VHS rib clips of of odd and, um, yeah. odds and evens. The only other way is to import um, the HD remastered wing box set. Yeah, I mean you'd you'd have to look around. It's hard. I Hon mean, honestly though, odds and evens is just a recap. Most of it is just a recap. There's nothing new there. They take the story arcs for those individual characters and kind of sum them up together and just like one big compilation. I mean, there's a there's a kind of a narrative going at the same time. Is there any new footage in there as well? Yeah, at the end there's like these little like brief one minute things of all the characters after the show ends, but that's all there is. There's the manga though. There's um, there's, yeah, there's a, a lot of manga, that's manga here. that they brought over here for. Um, a lot of the prequels. Yeah, Episode Zero, Blind Target, Battlefield of Pacifists, uh, yeah. Ground Zero. All of those, you know, some of those are pretty good, but that's about all there is left for Wing. Next question. Next question. Thank you. Thank you.
Yeah, no problem. We hope to have two mics for the audience, one for each side, so yeah. thank you for your patience. <laughs> you, sir, what's your name? Rue, how are you? Good. How are you? What's your question? Well, I know they stopped the Gundam models of the U.S. Gundam models mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. 2000s or so, in 2003 or so. Yeah. But I remember there was some action figure in the Toys R Us mm -hmm. at the clearance sale, but it wasn't that great of a toy, and that was the only thing left, and I wonder what happened to it. Are they still selling it? Yeah, you mean the uh, mobile suit in action. Yeah. It's a very popular line in Japan. Um, they were producing those here until the end. They stopped in 2004 when Seed came out. They had a very limited line of um, Seed MSIA. There was uh, Strike, there was Duel, there was Buster, um, Red Frame and Blue Frame. You had the various packs of Strike, and that was about it. You can still find, um, even here at Megacon, uh, super clearance SD Gundam Force toys. Yeah. You still see that in stores occasionally. Yeah. Pretty much that's all that's left. Uh, you might even find sometimes in like a clearance store like a bazillion different uh, G Gundam action figures because they put out an action figure for every damn Gundam that was in that show. <laughs> um, pretty much what you have to do now is if you want to get those kind of figures, you have to go to like comic or anime stores mm -hmm. or order them online from like Hobby Link Japan or places like that. Or I'm sure... Even some of the dealers in the dealer room have them. So, yeah, you can you Oops. can find Gundam models still almost anywhere. Um, Online is the best place to go. Um, I think that it's uh, it's just you can get them for really cheap online nowadays. Especially anything that's not master grade, you get it for in between twenty to thirty and and enjoy building it, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I just got into building models myself, and I, I think it's really fun. So. Um, as as uh, as as much as a nerd as I am, I would think it would be fun. But anyway, um, I have Next. a question. Um, I guess for later on, after after people have asked questions, um, anybody who's watching the show, uh, watching um, Double Zero right now, I, I want to know what opinions you might have on the show. Also, because this week we were actually supposed to review Double Zero, and um, we're doing it next yeah, time instead. Next time. So um, I just want to know what your opinions are. We'll do that towards the end, though. I, there's some questions over here. Um, yeah, there's a lot out of there. Over here in the middle? Yeah. Someone was first over here. Honor system, please. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Rebecca. I was just wondering, you said Gundam was, has been around for about 30 years. So mm -hmm. is this like the longest running anime like ever? Or No, actually in Japan there's a show called uh, Saze-san. It's like okay. a slice of life uh, family yeah. comedy. It started in 1969, as it had been airing pretty much nonstop ever since then. Wow. It's actually still one of the top-rated programs in Japan. It's constantly in the top ten of ratings, even above shonen shows like One Piece or stuff like that. And it's just been around literally since 1969. So as far as a franchise goes, uh, Gundam is probably one of the longest-running ones. It still has new entries, but in terms of longevity, it would have to be Saze-san. Next. And we got some folks there. He's coming by. Um, you know how they made the mini version of, the, of all Gundams in the series? The What's your name? Robert. 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 Um, where's the best place to buy those? Because I've looked on eBay and everything, and it's hard to find. What is it that you're looking for? 
the mini versions of Gu- of the Gundam models that they made. Oh, the, the SD Gundam model yeah. kits. Yeah. Personally, a lot of people, and, and I use it also, Hobby Link Japan. Yeah. They have uh, some of the best prices, and they have a really extensive selection. So, by the way, I'm not shilling for them, but they're just they're just they're just good. Are you Remember, local? Are you ha- from Hobby Orlando? Japan? Send your checks to me. Thank you. Are Are you from Orlando? Oh, okay. I I was gonna say there's like a there's like Miami. one or two, yeah, one or two places here locally that would probably have them, but we're not gonna give them shameless plugs, but because uh, they're not a sponsor. Just kidding. But next question. Uh, hey, what's up? My name's Leaf. Hey, what's up? And um, I'm just wondering, do you believe to appeal to the younger audiences of America now for um, Gundam, they may have to dumb it down or make it more actiony? That's a good question. Yeah, is, um, I think they have. If you look at like um, Gundam Wing and Gundam Seed, and, and like we were saying, even with the new show in Japan right now, Double Zero, um, you know, they go to the more aesthetically pleasing characters. You know, everybody in there's a good-looking character. There's a little bit more flash than the original shows. Um, they may have to to compete with things, but actually, I mean. Uh, Besides certain shows, I don't think there's a lot of shows that are popular in the U.S. that are really dumbed down, even, you know, even the American versions. So, um, I don't know. Chris? Personally, I think part of the problem is that Bandai's trying to market the show to the wrong audience. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to market a show that's meant for teens and tweens down to, like, you know, eight-year-olds, and then they tried to, you know, dumb it down, no offense to the fan out there, with SD Gundam Force, made it a very, you know, kitty-oriented show, and that still failed. The show got good ratings at first, but the merchandise failed, and nobody bought it. That's why you still see it in every clearance place everywhere in this country. Um, so I think that, I don't think it needs to be dumbed down. I think it just needs to be marketed to the right audience, you know, of, you know, teens and that that area. Solbro? Yeah, um, it, it, I, I guess it didn't take off all too well. They, I think they aimed it at the wrong audience. Uh, I think a better example of the SD Gundam is the original shorts from back in the day, because they were funny. They were funny to everybody, and um, they had models based on that. In Japan, you can still find them. You can go online and find them still. They just probably don't make as much as they used to, because they haven't done anything new that's been marketable since. They probably them hope with any luck there'll be something based on um double zero and uh, some SD models of that, but they're, they're having a hard time getting out the um the ones they've been putting out yeah. lately. So who, who, yeah. Cool. Let's get some questions on this side. Uh, Let's get some more questions on this side over here. These people have been handing their hands up over here too, don't want to yeah. ignore them. What's your name? Um Michael. Hey. Okay. Out of all the Gundams, do you think Wing Zero was a little overrated or a little too powerful due to the fact he had the zero system? Uh that's, well, I mean, that's kind of a, a what-if thing, but I know it's, it's, it is the most popular, um, you know, and, and if you think about overrated, it might, you know, because that's the one Gundam I think everybody identifies Mobile Suit Gundam with. Um, in terms of, like, the actual show, yeah, it probably was. I mean, but it was the lead character's suit, and the lead character always seems to have, yeah, the most powerful suit and, you know, the, the best luck in town, so... At the time, I thought it was kind of overrated, you know, with the twin buster rifle and just yeah. destroying things by flying by them. But ever since then, I think uh, the mantle for that's been taken up by the Strike Freedom yes. with its uh, spam system. Yeah. You know, 
just press one button, the aim bot, just press one button and everything blows up and pretty <laughs> color. So definitely most overrated suit is Strike Freedom. If, everybody, if anybody likes Strike Freedom, sorry, it, it sucks. The, origi- the original Freedom... Hey, the freedom original was Freedom good. was a nice suit, even if it was kind of spammy, but Strike Freedom is just, just ugly bastard. Sorry. I remember when the, I remember when the, um, the Freedom got blown up, man. Um, Neil had a visual. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the Freedom. And Bandai, make it a perfect grade. I want to build that Me one. Too, for sure. Yes. But another question. Over oh, here, sir. What's sorry. your name? Hod, and I'm, was it, with Mechatalk, I'm the Hod. Oh, welcome. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, aside from the wedge, t- wedge Antilles of Gundam, uh, Bright Noah, is there any <laughs> other uh, longer-lasting uh, character in the Gundam series? Um, there's some that have lasted pretty close. I mean, you have Astonage. He was in yeah. Zeta, Double Zeta, and then he got blown away in Char's Counterattack. Um, and I'd just like to thank Tamino for that wicked death, because the man just lost his wife, like, um, his woman, like, like five minutes prior. And then he, what, he gets sucked out into space, and what, he gets blown up? He got some shrapnel in him, I think, and then he got blown away or something yeah. like that. It's been a few years since I've seen Charles Counterattack. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody else. I mean, especially in Universal Century. I don't know. I mean, um, the different Haros. The different Haros. Yeah. <laughs> Haros, Sa- Sailor, Kai, Char. Uh, I mean, yeah. Char. Um, especially Char. I mean, how can you forget that? Who, who in here has heard of Char Aznable? Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. Who do you think... Uh, who, who do you think is better, Shaw or Zex? Thank you. <laughs> but I just, I just, I always, I always hear people talk about Zex, 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 and no one knows about Shaw. So I just wanted to throw that out and see what people had to say. But Zex is cool though. I mean, Zex has got Zex, his points. Zex was low budget, so you know, he was rolling deep until it became Marquise. What Zex Marquise? Then he ruined it. Moyardo, Chris Peacecraft. Then he ruined it then. Well, I'd be mad too with that name. We're going to take just a few more questions because we've got to start wrapping things up and um, get to the prizes so that uh, the fail show Dragonaut can start after us. So let's get like, um, like I think we could probably do three more questions. Yeah. Okay. Hi, guys. Name's Juan. How you guys all doing? Good. I've never met you before. Nice to meet you. I, I don't think I've met you guys either, but listen, I want to I switch things up a little bit. Sure. Uh, what's your thoughts on the, la- on the latest chapter of the Macross saga? Uh-oh. Uh, oh, Macross. Macross Frontier. Uh. Let's, let's turn to the ill-informed Neo for his opinion the first on this. Yeah, I got a lot of hell on the forums about my opinion of the first episode. Um, I think visually it's great. I think it looks wonderful. Uh, they, do, they did a lot of great things with the CGI. How about those Me- spacesuits? Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I was getting beyond the keys left in the mobile suit and, you know, have hopefully, you know, the hot, you know, hot shot young pilot that knows a little bit about this. He's winning the amateur championships and, you know, he, he finds it and then he kills the baddie his first time out. But, um, it's hard to say because it's one episode. So, I mean, I, I've learned, I've been burned many a times by anime. And it doesn't matter, mech or whatever, is to at least give it halfway through or, you know, the whole show. So, uh, Chris? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's um, a lot of nods to the older Macrosses. And I don't think Macross is as played out of franchise as Gundam that they can't get away with maybe one more time doing, you know, the... Pilot trainee jumps There's in. only one skull leader, though. That is true. And his name's Roy Fokker. Yes. And he can fight while he's drunk. Yes. <laughs> Give him some secret rooms and he's good to 
<laughs> so I, I enjoyed it on every level, and I'm eagerly looking forward to uh, when the full season starts next month. Uh, let's get maybe one more question from the back here, and then we'll do one from over here, and then we'll have to wrap it up. So somebody back there. And going. if any of the questions that you have, we, we got our cards here. If you go yeah. to the uh, MHQ Mecha Talk forum, we have a part where we have a, an area where we have listener suggestions and listener questions. So if we couldn't get to you today, and we apologize for that, definitely get in and join the forum. And then, you know, uh, all of us are on those forums pretty much every day. We'll uh, also we're, hang around outside for yeah. a few minutes if you have any. And a lot of the guys we'll that are probably from on the forum here will let you know. We will respond to you. So, I mean, sorry about that. We're just in a time constraint. But. So who's up next? What's your name? Noel, um, I'm a huge Gundam Wing fan, and I was wondering, where can you find the Gundam Wing book Battle of the Pacifist? Because I've been looking all over for it. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's out of print now. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, you can still find a lot of stuff, you know, like that Amazon list out of print on barnesandnoble.com. They have a lot of stuff usually that um, Amazon doesn't carry anymore. You could try also, like, the Amazon, um, you know, used items. You know, the booksellers who sell there, uh, eBay. You might be able to find it every once in a while in an old comic shop, but uh, you're not going to find it in stores because it's, it's uh, pretty old now. And going, going to cons, I'm sure you might be able to find it too because sometimes you find a diamond in a rough. Yeah, Amazon or eBay probably right now. If, if there's a demand for it, though, um, they may do a second printing. But you know what? I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> you, sir, last question of the name day. What's your name? Uh, I'm Andrew. Okay. And uh, just Andrew uh, Wigan. So, huh? Andrew Wigan. McGee. Okay. All right. At the end of Shar's counterattack, uh-huh. did Shar and Armro die? No, just, oh. just just kidding, just kidding. I was, okay. <laughs> I've gotten that question a million times. I was in expecting the you to like come off the stage and kill me, actually. But uh, no, like, what's your take on in Double Zero Evil Haro? Evil. That Evil Haro makes me laugh. Is a pervert and a bastard. <laughs> But he's awesome. He's awesome. You know, he's, he's, first of all, he's like 80 years old. He's floating around in Jupiter in this smashed up ship. And now he's like inciting knife fights and, and you know, like checking out girls. And, and he's beating up his, you know, younger Haro brother. So he's a magnificent bastard. And when he gets some 80, uh, 80 proof javelin in him, you don't know what he's going to do. But he, makes, oh, but, he, but he makes a great kickball. So, um. By all means. They have, a nice twist. they have a nice twist, though, in that show of making the Haros useful for once instead yes. of just getting in the way and tripping you. Like in Destiny. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. They dock with those little pods, and they, they actually perform maintenance on the Gundams. Not so. since Victory Gundam has a Haro been so useful. Oh, yeah, that, that one. Because in that show, that Haro knew martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> and terrorize that poor dog. Here comes our uh, Major Kusanagi-tin, so thank you, everybody, for your questions. We're going to do the uh, prize giveaway now. Courtesy of Major Kusanagi and the Laughing Man. Somebody get our. Uh, where's where's our prizes at? Oh, I don't know. They're vaporware. They're, they don't I, exist. Yeah. The cake is a lie. Yeah. I know where they are. Okay. Yeah. If your name is called out, please come up to the stage uh, at the end of the show, and we'll be sure to um, to uh, get to you. So for the first prize, for the Pac-Man shirt, Robert. Robert, stand up. All right, you're back there. Stick around. For our second prize, what's the second prize? Sorry, the second prize is going to be um, this, the next five names we pull out are going to be for the Xenosaga figures. 
All right. Next five. Wow. First Xenosaga figure goes to Michael. Michael, where are you? All right. All right. Come to the stage later. Here you go, Solbro. Okay. Xenosaga prize number two goes to Juan. All right. Xenosaga. You just stuffed a ballot box on that one. Xenosaga prize number three goes to Christina. Christina, where are you at? All right. Xenosaga number four will go to Rebecca. Where are you, Rebecca? All right. And last but not least on the Xenosaga. Goes true, Andrew. What's our next prize, Solbro? Do we have a... Did you bring them? <laughs> the uh, gift certificates? Oh, yeah. Gift certificates. We have four $10 gift certificates. Four to four $10 a, gift certificates. Florida Oriental Trader. They have a booth downstairs. And if you're local, um, they're also on Mills by downtown. Yeah, by yeah, okay. Mills and 50. In, in the Asian part of town there, so... They're in row 800 if you want to give them a visit. Yeah. First of those coupons goes to Robert, a.k.a. Mechatuck Name Arbiter. All right, yeah. so congratulations. Next prize for another one of those certificates goes to Daniel. All right. Third one of these goes to the Hod. And last but not least, actually last, definitely, goes to Ro. Ro? What does it say? Rao. Rao? Ro? Ah, okay. That does it for prizes, I believe? Yeah. Yes. We are tapped out. <laughs> Next, we'll be giving away Sobro Ryu for your servitude. No, <laughs> but no, um, I As just you can um, see he's a good worker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. High quality. Oh. <laughs> That's but. my girlfriend in the background. Thank you. But. <laughs> well, we just but. like to thank everybody for coming out, and mm-hmm. we know we had some issues to begin with, and like we said, all those people out there that. Didn't, we couldn't get to your question. Definitely visit our forum mm-hmm. and ask us. And, and let us know that you are here and that this, is, this was the question that you wanted. We'll exactly. definitely answer that for you. And, and uh, audience, give it up for Saji Crossroad. Yeah! Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> That's right. King Arthur's coming back in October. You'll see him. I'd like to uh, thank everybody for coming out. Uh, you'll be able to hear this episode in a few weeks. First, af- before that is episode 10, which uh, should be coming out pretty soon. This will be out a few weeks after that. So I'd like to thank everybody for coming out here. I'd like to thank Anime Sushi for hosting us. I'd like to thank our uh, tech team. Yes. I'd like to thank Devon Maxwell, the boy wonder. I'd like Mr. To- photographer. I'd like to thank Dale Roush, who is also one of the, one of the founders of MAHQ, and his, his, lovely, his lovely wife, Tanya. And i also like to thank Stella O'Leary for being our engineer and just being cool. And I'd like to also thank my girlfriend, Jennifer Barkholz, for helping me lug up the cable and some equipment. All right. <laughs> 
And like I said, if you enjoyed uh, this, this horrible train wreck of a show, uh, come on down. August 1st through the 3rd, we'll be doing it all over again at uh, YesumiCon, which is free, by yes. the way, in case we hadn't mentioned that. So thank you all for coming. And uh, if you have any other last questions, just uh, ask us outside. And uh, prize winners, please come up to uh, claim your prizes. Claim your prizes if they actually exist. And Good night, Canada. Whoever brought up the Argama, come to claim that too. Yes. Otherwise, I'll steal it. And thank you for listening to Gundam and MAHQ. Transforming Wing Gundam is the most powerful Gundam in the galaxy. But before you can unleash its full potential, you have to transform it from mobile suit mode to bird mode. That's why we need pilots with an ability to take on Gundam mechanics. To beat the best, you have to be the best. Welcome back to the show that's making people jump more than Shonen, or Gordon. That's right, it's Gundam Gordon. at MAHQ. That's a WKRP reference, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Maytag Man. That's right. <sighs> Obscure. That's how I do it. 70s sitcom. <laughs> man, you, how much did you just date yourself there? Oh, I'm too old. I'm too old. I'm not, I'm not going to hide it, man. They're, they're knocking dust off my shoulders. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this brings an end to episode 11, the um, the live infectious program where we um, we, we, <laughs> we exactly where we're all recovering from near death. We blew up the spot at MegaCon. Well, actually, almost blew up the mixer and people's ears at MegaCon with all the feedback. <laughs> oh God! But um, I just like to thank a few people that were involved with um, the uh, Mega MegaCon um, MegaCon taping. Um, starting off with Anime Sushi. My man, um, my man Andrew Fitta, um, aka DJ Mega Play, he came through for us along with the rest of the gang. Um, there, they is he um, part they, of the Saji Army too? Uh, no, he has no. He wants. I heard to the do. preference of my man, so he, he wants. He wants nothing to do with that our Gundam, but you know he's cool nonetheless. But um, no, he's he's actually really cool people, and um, he came through for us a great deal. Um, along with the rest of the Anime Sushi gang, they were more than they were more than helpful, and they they really they really they really came through for us. Um, some of the sponsors for the um, contest were. Um, um, nutsforanimefigures.com and they provided the Xenosaga figurines that some of our people got along with the Dongayo figure that we forgot to give away until after the live show. What we did get given away. Also, um, one, of the, one of the sponsors that I also forgot to give the prize away during the show was Shonen Jump. And I'd like to thank Shonen Jump a great big deal for giving us a prize pack also that we also gave away. Um, Namco Bandai was also one of the uh, sponsors, and they gave us a um, Pac-Man 20th anniversary t-shirt. That Wait are for those checks, Bandai. Florida Oriental Trading, which is a store that we frequent all the time, uh, Neo and I here in Orlando, Florida, they helped out a great deal. They, they, they gave us the grand prizes for the contest. Um, which were ten dollar gift certificates. Uh, four of them were given out, and we we love that store a lot. Check, if you're in the Orlando area, please check out my man Quan and his lovely wife Debbie, and they got mad anime stuff and manga, and um, all sorts of goodies there for you guys. And they're at every almost at every Central Florida con. So give them a visit and give them your business and tell them that Gundam sent you. But um, other than that, any um, any closing thoughts on um, anything from MegaCon? Or just well, in just congratulations to all the people that won something. And yeah. Thank you to all the people that came. Um, it was actually really nice to see the turnout. And the other thing that was really great about it, too, is the rage of ages that we had there. Um, I thought that was probably, you know, most impressive thing that I saw was that, you know, we had young and older there. So We had young um, and old, men and women, man. It yeah, was amazing. So it was definitely good. And, um, you know, 
sorry for all the people that we couldn't get questions, you know, get their questions for, but we ran out of time, and unfortunately, we don't have the ability to stretch the uh, time limits at those things. So. Yeah, true. But um, don't worry, we'll get more. People will be yeah. throwing time at us. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, just real quick, I would like to name off um, the the people who were involved in the panel that did ask questions, starting with the ones who just um, asked questions but didn't win anything. Armando, Leaf, and Noel were, uh, and Robert were the people that were involved. Actually, um, those are the first three people. Um, Robert actually won the Pac-Man T-shirt. Christina, Rebecca um, won. Andrew M. and Michael happened to win the um, the Xenosaga figures, and actually, um, I believe Michael also won the um, the figure for the Dongayo, and the last four winners for the um, gift certificates for Florida Oriental Trading were Daniel Peterson, Rao, ha- um, Hotimus Prime, and Robert, um, who, a.k.a. the Arbiter from um, MAHQ. Um, uh, he, they all won the $10 gift certificates for FOT. But, Chris, I'm sorry. I, I keep rambling on. Anything you'd like to add? I'd like to uh, thank everybody who make a talk forums like uh, Arbiter and The Hod. And uh, big thanks to The Hod for that uh, argument mm-hmm. model. Yeah. Thank you. That he uh, gave to us. It's very nice. Uh, uh, you know, split it with you guys somehow, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not literally split like King Solomon split, but, uh, you know, then we just end the rest of the day. So um, as a consequence, it's sitting on my bookshelf right now. Oh, well, okay. then the next, model goes, the next model goes to Neo. Okay. And if someone ter- gives us a perfect grade, it goes to me. That's right. Oh. All right. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> That's the way it should be. So uh, speaking of shameless plug, I have another announcement from the MHQ shameless plugging department. Right on. Uh, if you live in Florida and you enjoyed uh, that wonderful disaster of a show that we had <laughs> last week, we will, of course, be doing it all over again August 1st through the 3rd at uh, YasumiCon in Miami. Exactly. Which is a free convention as in no money, at Florida International University's uh, University Park campus. So we will have a panel there. It'll be a nice panel, probably on a Saturday, and uh, likely an hour and a half long. So it'll be nice. Heck yes. Nice, nice and nice and long. So we'll be doing the same old, same old again, but uh, just in a different location. Mm-hmm. Still in the wang of the United States. Right on. <laughs> I got to think of a game show that we can do, that we can actually implement the prizes a little bit better, but I, we'll, we'll figure something out. But um, also, uh, I forgot to mention i'd like to also thank arias from the board too um because of the um just so you guys know daylight savings was on that sunday that we did the recording so some people actually showed up at mid at noon thinking it was 11 so i really want to apologize to them about the time shift and arias was one of those who actually got there at the last 10 it's minutes that's your fault segment. it's the uh, international timekeeping it, people it is and actually it's the united states's fault and yeah preferably you know george that, Bush, yep. whatever. well we will just blame him we'll just have to move the cons to arizona <laughs> there you go. They Problem solved. Observe, they don't observe daylight savings time. <laughs> there you go. So, but that—that's all out of me. But um, any anything else to add, you guys? Uh, no, just uh, glad to hear all the uh, great comments on the boards about all the episodes, and mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, just keep them coming and keep participating on the forums. And like we said before, uh, keep the submissions coming, the idea submissions. Um, we're trying. We're slowly trying to integrate everything. Exactly. So, um, Emphasis on slowly. Slowly. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, we're trying not to. We're, we're only we're doing best we can. We only do two episodes a month, so yeah, <laughs> only so much we can do. Yeah. That's true. So. I would I would like to add that um next episode we will be talking about Code Geass. We'll be getting into the um the first season. Uh oh. And uh, we'll be he set it. the bar then. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh man, I'm, we gotta do it now. Which means Adam, uh, mm. you gotta it's your homework. You uh, yeah. yeah. Show by then. You gotta, have to lock yourself in a box. I've got to cram. You need to learn why Pizza Hut sponsors the revolution. Oh, yes. Pizza Hut, man. Oh, I'll, I'll why eat. it is the choice of all revolutionaries. I will rock the meat lovers as I finish it. Yes. <laughs> but with that said... Um, you do get hungry for Pizza Hut watching that show. Oh, man. Has some breadsticks and whatnot. Nice. <laughs> get hungry for Pizza Hut right now. So. Oh, man. Yeah. I think I might just place an order. Yeah. I but um, thank you guys for listening, and thank you so much for supporting us and coming okay. out to the MegaCon appearance. And um, hopefully we'll see you at YusumiCon. Yes. Um, and uh, I thank you very much for listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Good night, Canada. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Good job, boys. Good job. Sailor, the strongest person on White Base, a fierce pilot. But where do her loyalties lie? Mobile suit condemned. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ production. like to thank you at home, of course. And I'd like to give a special shout-out to my baby mama, Tamika, and our twin daughters, Faith and Abstinence. Daddy's coming home, babies. Daddy's coming home. Man, <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.